It's go time on the Monday morning. It's the Monday morning quarterback. Man, we got a lot going on, don't we? We are chock full. All kinds of interesting storylines. We got them locally. We got them nationally. Big day in the NFL as we get closer to free agency. We had some big moves. One involves one of our not-so-favorite sons here in Jacksonville. Wow. Price of Pro Bowlers has sure gone down. If you look at that deal between the Dolphins and the Rams this weekend, more on that. March Madness is set. Have you done any bracketing yet? Yeah, the wheel becomes real for you, my friend. Ah, we welcome me. Now we're going to go knee deep into the drill as we put our uh, uh, consequences on the line, my friend. So, best brush up on your bracketology. I ain't scared of that. Because we'll be doing three-man bracket here, and low man out is not going to enjoy being low man down. Take it from a guy who wore pee pants a year ago. (laughs) That's one year ago. Poured the water right in my lap. Yeah. So we got some bracket busting uh, coming your way over the course of the next few weeks. Man, last year, Hick and I were out there for week uh, one. You know, we're out there Thursday, Friday. We went to the the, the VEASAN studios. Man, that was fun, too. What a good time that was to experience March Madness that way. But, hey, we'll just keep it here and comfy uh, for the week. And we'll talk about the bracket. I am not one of those that grinds my gears over, like, who who was left out. I got news for you, man. If you're on the bubble between the 34th and 35th best at-large team after all the other automatics have been given out, if you're that far down the totem pole, I know it hurts for your fan base. I get it. If you're Clemson fan today, be angry. You know, there. Are, if you're Oklahoma State fan, wonder. There are programs out there that have arguments to have made the field. And maybe, by the way, even win a game or two. For sure. I get it. But as, as I sit here without a dog in the fight, I, I could care less if Nevada got in over Clemson. N- neither of those teams are going to go longer than the first weekend, I, I guarantee you. So when it comes down to, like, the the snubs, doesn't resonate quite as much with me, I, I don't think, because, I, look, <laughs> if those teams get in, they're not going very far. So I really, when it comes to the bracket to me, I, I like to look at the regions, look at who I think the good teams are, the really good teams. There's probably 8 to 12 that could win it all this year see what their path may be, and then I immediately start to grind about the wheel of consequence. And if I don't, if I don't make the right picks, um, it'll, it'll just be an ugly, disgusting period of my life. The pain is real when it comes to the wheel. Trust me on that one. So um, we got tourney talk. Again, fun time of the year. We got free agency talk. That's about to pop big time. We've got moves around the National Football League involving all pros and some that sure look like they're getting set up to come soon. Uh, We had a massive trade at the top of the draft since we last left you on Friday. A lot of good, thick, juicy NFL stuff to get into. You don't hear the Jaguars front and center with potential free agents that aren't here, but you do hear more and more reports of them trying to dig in and and try and keep Jawan Taylor and Arden Key, say. There's interest in those two guys. It seems uh, of the Jaguars 
potential free agents now with Evan Ingram under the franchise tag. It seems as if Jawan Taylor and Arden Key are going to be the two most sought after. Man, I wish Arden Key had given us eight sacks. I think Arden Key's a good football player, but I, I you know, I you can get lured into thinking guys are good football players who at the end of the year have combined with the rest of the guys you think are good football players to only get you 35 sacks. What Arden Key had, four and a half last year, I believe? I believe so. Yeah. Which isn't terrible, and he made impact. And, you know, here's another thing that happened, too. Those cats seem to play, you know, a little bit better down the stretch. Roy Robertson-Harris got most of his his numbers late in the year. Arden Key flashed, especially in that comeback over over the Chargers. And, and then we went to Kansas City, and on a quarterback with one leg, we didn't sack him one time. Not once. I hate him muttering. That's crazy, man. It is, isn't it? So, uh, kind of, we will certainly focus on free agency as it pertains to the Jaguars, whether it's someone that they may be looking at or if it's just trying to protect some guys that you feel are a part of a really, really good core. But we'll uh, start this hour in a roundabout way with our own backyard and a more than worthy champion of the players. And we're lucky to have seen a golfer who, who, who knows where his future is taking him. I, I don't know the total number of majors that'll be next to Scotty Scheffler's name. He has one at this point, won the Masters last year. But this is the second year in a row that plant the seeds of success. Spring is coming and Scotty Scheffler blooms this time of year. Remember last year, he just went on that crazy run. Scotty Scheffler, barely over a year ago, did not have a win on tour. Yeah. He won that Super Bowl Sunday in Phoenix for his first, then rattled off three more, including Bay Hill and the Masters a year ago. Got to number one in the in the world. Quieted down. And, and now here he is again. Defended his title. In Phoenix. And he's now won the Players' uh, Championship. And I can't wait for brunch with the tour tomorrow. <laughs> I was just going to say. They've, been just, they've, been, they've just been laughing at me, chuckling <laughs> at me, making fun of me, gang. I'm sitting down there oh, with man. not even $2 million in season earnings to this point. But when it comes to, to the savvy to tell you what's going to happen in your own backyard, oh. that's right. Because, by the way, I had the number one pick when I picked him. Yeah. I picked the winner. You did, and you said all week, I think Scotty's going to win. Scotty Scheffler went and won it in a route, and this is where it can't look. It, first things first. Th- this notion of all oh, the leaderboard, where are the big names? Have y'all not been watching the players forever? That's what this golf tournament looks like. Go look at the recent winners, and you're going to see big names like Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith and Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. Look at the rest of the top ten. You're gonna see you're gonna see names that were like the ones that tried to make charges this weekend, and and really at the end of the day it is a really top heavy leaderboard. Scotty Scheffler wins. Terrell Hatton, very good golfer, was second. Victor Hovland, uh, another one. We saw Hideki Matsuyama flash yesterday. Four of the top five yesterday, and let's even go a little further. Let's go five of the top six yesterday. After a weekend where there were some wonderings about the quality of 
right? Uh, oh, this is the Big Bad Players Championship. And we saw the Min Woo Lees and the Chad Ramies and the, you know, Cam Davises and all the lesser-known names. All good golfers. They've all won in their careers. That's why it's the players. But nonetheless, after all that, when it's said and done and the winds blow and the pressure ratchets and the talent around them surges, this is what you're left with. Scotty Scheffler won, Terrell Hatton two, Victor Hovland tied for third with a pretty good golfer, Tom Hoagie. I'm not even including him on a, quote, name list because then after that, you got Hideki Matsuyama, Max Homan, and Max Homa. Five pretty sturdy names, and the cream rises to the top at this event more often than not. And so while certain guys um, flashed yesterday, and we saw a few. We saw a few that get there to 10, 11 under par, but Scotty Scheffler was able to withstand kind of a shaky start, right? Came out, he's just just kind of just sluggishly moving along for through the first uh, two or three holes, and then he found his A game, and he, he went on a run in the middle of his round where he made – Four or five birdies in a row, and that did it. Four and a half million dollars, though, back to brunch for the tour. Et, what what's that going to put me at? Uh, you definitely jumped me. Oh, I'm gonna get on up there now with a four point five. Who'd I have? Shoffley He probably yeah, got yeah. me a couple hundred, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Xander and and Scheffler. All right, did it? What what? Let me tell me who y'all had just real quick. We won't bog down in this. I had Homa. Okay, he got a little bit. And I also had, hold on, let me. Uh, yeah, Rory, he's a yeah, cut. Yeah. yeah, man. MC Hammer on him, so you're not getting much. With the, what's next? Uh, Tour had Rom and Zalatoris. Uh, okay, Rom, Sia, Zalatoris, <laughs> not much. And Perfect. Then, and then, then Hick had Cantlay and JT. Cantlay didn't do much. JT didn't do much. Oh, I'm going to make a massive <laughs> jump. I'm going to have five million. These jokers going to have a couple hundred thousand. <sighs> what were the standings going in? Uh, let's see. The tour had ten million, uh-huh. followed by Hick at eight million. Uh-huh. I had four point seven, uh-huh. and then you had one point nine. Oh, they were laughing at me too, gang. <laughs> so I'm gonna jump all the way up to six point eight. I'm gonna put a little pressure on Hick, and I'm jumping right by you, my friend. Yes, uh-huh. sir. Pick, all you need is one big one. Pick me some you Scotty Scheffler, right? That's that's true. Uh, by the way, just the 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 accolades for Scheffler, the resume now is just um. Man, it, 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 it's, it's bolstering and quick. Whenever you start joining lists that only include Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, you're doing something. And it can be dangerous whenever you do the on pace with list. In other words, by 22 years old, only Tiger and so-and-so have had this many majors. Now so does Jordan Spieth. That, to me, is a little bit more dangerous than this this small list that Scotty Scheffler has joined. It's only the third time ever that the reigning champion at the Players was also the reigning champion at the Masters. Right now, Scotty Scheffler owns both the Masters and the Players. The only two golfers in the history of the sport who have owned both the Masters and the Players at the same time Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. And on a week where, and on a course that is designed for all of these top golfers to have their shot, and they did. As great as Scotty Scheffler played, if any of these other players had bottled greatness on Sunday, they could have made a run. They could have. At one point, Min Woo Lee tied Scotty Scheffler at 13 under par. 
three or four holes into the final round. Scheffler beat him by 10. Beat him by 10. There's a level there of elite that shows up in these big-time events. And make no mistake, these guys consider this to be a big-time event. And in the case of cash, it's never been bigger. $4.5 million. Again, I'll remind you that my first players was back in the early 90s, and the first uh, place prize for that one was $240,000. Jack Nicholas, when he won the first players championship, made, I think, thirty-eight grand. Now, Nicholas, we're going way, way, way back, but the early 90s aren't that long ago when it, when it comes to a sport exploding, and I, I think we all know who you can credit that to. I mean, that, that $4.5 million, you could just send two point two five to Tiger right now because he took the game to another stratosphere where the TV money and the corporate client buy-in has reached a point where um, that's the kind of money they can dole out. And and a, a very worthy champion. I like here, as we cover our golf, golf tournament every year, this is our Players' Championship. I like the fact that when you walk down that hallway and you look at the former champions, it's Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Who's that guy? Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Who's that guy? Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. I mean, it, it um, it's become such a strand of the fabric of the players that we don't even bother to go through it as much as we probably could or even should the week of the championship. Let me rattle off here who has won this golf tournament in, in, you know, order. You had Scotty Scheffler. Last year was Cam Smith. Justin Thomas. Rory McIlroy. I'm going to pick and choose and bounce around, bounce through, but we won't end up too far back. Cam, uh, Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, uh, Ricky Fowler, Tiger Woods. In their primes, Sergio Garcia, Phil Mickelson, Adam Scott, Davis Love. Uh, as a top three player in the world, David Duvall, Justin Leonard, Steve Elkington, multi-major champion winner. There's Fred Couples again, Greg Norman, Nick Price. Uh, taking it back to Raymond Floyd and Lee Trevino and Jack Nicklaus. I mean, these are some of the biggest names in golf. A Hall of Fame list, and you can't help but think that that Scotty Scheffler is well on his way to the Hall of Fame already. I mean, it, it, you know, the standard for that golf Hall of Fame, get to 20 wins, win a couple majors and a players, yeah, you're in. And nobody right now when they are grooved. Now, listen, this is also fair. This is also a reality. We were saying the same things that we're saying about Scotty Scheffler right now about John Rahm three weeks ago when he's winning everything, when he's either coming from behind or, or running away from the field. Rahm and Scheffler right now, certainly the top two, and that's even with Rahm uh, leaving early with a tummy ache. That's too bad for the tour. I feel I feel for him. Oh, to piggyback off of something you said earlier, Jeff, could we have asked for a better weekend for the players to happen, man, outside of the the, the – the, uh, the 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 sunlight thing. It was a beautiful weekend right here in our backyard. What a jewel, man! Yeah, and I you know I said early in the week last week. As you look ahead, this looks awesome. This is gonna, it's going to be a great week. The weather was good. You got to really kind of do the the players' experience for the first time this year. Man. Friday, in case anyone's wondering, you bet straw hat. I found him. Didn't take me long. <laughs> 
I what found do you have on? What I, do you have on? I found Holmes out there, so we we hung out. I hung out till I don't know one or so. I think on a Friday watching golf with him, and you went off to where? You ended up in one of the chalets. I ended up in a chalet. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go for you? Man, I've been to many VIP events okay. from from suites and, and football games to concerts. Man, if you ever get a chance to do a chalet behind 17 at the players, yeah. boy, you are living. No. Oh, my goodness. No, it was th- beautiful. The only thing wrong, and I heard uh, E.T. lobbying for this with the very executive director of the tournament, uh, Jared Rice. No, Henny. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's, I did. He's, he's trying to sell him on maybe putting Henny in one of these bars. <laughs> Henny at the shack, maybe. Maybe at the shack. Right. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. Uh, glad to be back in studio. There's a comfy, uh, there's a comfortability to that as well after a week out at the grounds and other players put to bed. We got more talk on that and uh, the weekend that was some of the some of the highs and lows of what we saw, um, which included, you know. The, the delay on Thursday, and then we get the weather delay on Friday, so they really got to load up on Saturday. But you know what? That just makes for a great full day of golf as they finished up round two and moved into round three. Um, a lot of subplots around it. And and ultimately, was it an exciting final round? No, it wasn't. No, this is a year that you just, you just, you just take heart and you take stock and that you produce such a great winner and you appreciate what a – what a great effort he gave. Not every year you're going to have five guys within a shot going down the stretch. That is not – there's guys that played good enough golf this weekend. Terrell Hatton and his finish, he birdied the last five holes. You know, Victor Hovland, if you get 10, 11, 12 under par around this place, you had a good week. This is not about people being unable to answer the bell. This is about an elite golfer playing at a level that no one was going to beat him. No one. No one in the world. I won't go so far as to say past, present, or future. But right now, there ain't a soul in the world that was beating Scotty Scheffler this weekend. But Rory with a missed cut and John Rahm with a stomach uh, virus cut your odds severely. But, you know, no. Justin Thomas, uh-uh. Max Homa, no, sir. Jordan Spieth, nah. Patrick Cantlay, mm-mm. Xander Shoffley, nope. Good, really good golfers. And they they were just lapped by your man, Scotty Scheffler, um, this weekend. All right, I got Gator hoop news for you when we come back on the other side. The only question uh, that remained for Florida basketball after they um, limped out, I shouldn't say limped out, fought their way, but lost in round one against Mississippi State. The only question at 16 and 16 was Florida deserving of an NIT bid. So all of the attention yesterday was on the NCAA March Madness, and we got a lot of bracket talk today. I, I've got my Final Four uh, penciled in, and we're not we're not going public. We'll go Wednesday, have those brackets for the Wheel of Consequence in and, and and official. But I can pick and choose my way through to four teams that look like they are Final Four teams to me. It's kind of hard, and we'll get into some of those. What makes it so difficult to pick uh, every year, and this year in particular. Um, as we move on, but there are a couple of angles that, that really are standing out with some of the best teams and teams that you would be tempted to pick, maybe even to go all the way. We'll touch on that. But Florida, meanwhile, waited with bated breath uh, for a coach who, by the way, gave a big hockey sticks. Yeah, we want to play in the NIT. We want to compete. If you want to invite us to a tournament to compete, we want to compete. So Florida wanted that NIT berth. The NIT selection show, I don't know what the wisdom of this is, is at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Pretty good odds this morning. You're not quite in tune with Florida's NIT hopes, but for you 
uh, Gator fans out there, I will uh, fill in that NIT blank. Will it be a go for the Gators in the NIT? Plus, our man Jalen Ramsey on the move. Details on that and a huge trade. Just shook the landscape in pro football over this weekend. Kudos to me. Listen, the Bears who dealt the number one pick are getting getting all of the glory in this. Because they did. They got a haul. But I would also say kudos to the team that moved up. Because to go from as far back as they were to get where they are, it's obvious they've got it. They better be right. But at the end of the day, those draft picks will be worth it if they are. But it was a heck of a haul for the Bears, including this, you know, an excuse eliminated for Justin Fields in, in a veteran receiver that the Bears got in the deal. So we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into our man Jalen on the move again. Um, and uh, the uh, NIT update for the uh, Florida Gators when we come back on the other side as well. Up and Adam with you. I'm going to have to get to the clock. Today is the wor- Today is worse than the day that the ch- clock changes, right? The clock changed Saturday night. Oh, well, it's the weekend. That's not really affecting most of us. It's when you get to last evening, right? And your mind and your body are telling you it's an hour earlier than it is in the daylight and everything else. So inevitably, you toss and you turn a little bit. You probably don't sleep quite as good last night as you do most nights. And then when that clock goes off at its normal time, it's not its normal time at all. It's still an hour earlier. If you get up at 6, no, it still felt like 5 because you know what? Yesterday it was. So this is really the Sunday night, Monday turnaround is worse than the actual evening that the time changes. Because then you start, especially for dudes like us, if you're up listening right now, you're a 6 o'clocker, you know, I don't know what time you go to bed. I imagine you crash pretty early every now and then especially. Oh, we're going to get to that hated time of the year for us vampires where that, that sun's out, and we got daylight till 7.30, 8. Oh, it's coming, isn't it? 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Those off the biorhythms. Anyway, we're back with more on the Monday Morning Quarterback. DivorceSmenOnly.com. All right. We'd like to welcome our 2023 Players Champion, Scotty Scheffler, here at the Media Center at TPC Sawgrass. He's got a terrific victory out there today, finishing at 17 under par for a five-shot win. Maybe just some opening comments on, uh, on the day and certainly on the week. Um, yeah, I guess as far as the week goes, I just, I played really well the whole week, really solid. I, uh, I had some times throughout the week where I didn't feel like I was swinging my best or, or playing, you know, at a hundred percent. And then I would just kind of wait and pick my moments. And fortunately I got, I got kind of hot and spurts in each of my rounds. Um, whether it was the, my back nine, the first round or, you know, eight through 12 this afternoon. All right. That's a Scotty Scheffler. And again, uh, one of the world's best played his best, or at least close to it from, for most of the week, he's just too good, man. That par putt he made on 18, more significance than you might think for a guy who had a, what, five-shot lead. When he made that par, all four rounds in the 60s, there's only been a couple of guys that have done that in the history of the players. So, job well done for Scotty Scheffler and more on the golf as we uh, move through this, this morning. All right, um, I got one little... XFL note. One thing from the XFL caught my eye. Oh, they played? Yeah, they played. St. Louis played their first home game last night. That's the team that has uh, A.J. McCarron, anyway. 38,000. Oh, shout out yeah. to XFL. 38,000. Uh, pretty sure they were in that dome the Rams used to play in. But it looked and it looked like it was a like kind of legit acting crowd. So, I don't I didn't see a play other than the highlights that I just happened to catch, but what 
you know, the storyline that caught my eye uh, from the weekend there was a legitimate-looking 38000 Now, look, they, they're not getting that everywhere, so it would be something they have to build. And if they do, great. If they don't, um, I pretty much don't care a whole lot either way. We're going to be honest. So, did they or didn't they? Is the NCAA tournament committee that vindictive? Texas A&M was the second-best team in what's considered to be a good basketball league. SEC sent eight teams to the tournament, tied with the Big Ten for the most. So, eight teams in the SEC. This year, Texas A&M was, by a wide margin, the second-best team in the SEC. They were like 15 and three overall, maybe six, you know, uh, 14 and four overall in the SEC. They beat Alabama late in the year in College Station. They beat both Mississippi State and Arkansas, two tournament teams in the SEC tournament, going all the way to the SEC tournament final where Alabama beat them. So Texas A&M is a a legitimate top 20 team, I would think. Last year, Texas A&M got screwed by the tourney. They did. We all thought so. But Texas A&M went above and beyond when it came to their public outcry over how they felt the tournament committee did them dirty. And while we may have all been in agreement that Texas A&M should have got in last year, I'll refer back to my opening comments today. I, I'm just, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in the argument for who is the last team in. They're not going anywhere. Sucks for the fan base of that particular team. I'll give you that. So, but Texas A&M last year, I mean, they held press conferences to talk about how wronged they were, all right? Texas A&M this year has earned the right to be considered a top 20, at worst, top 24 team. I'd say top 20. And after finishing second in the SEC, again, the, the, the conference mark was well ahead of third place Kentucky. Beat Alabama. Played them in the SEC tournament final. Beat another couple good teams. And Texas A&M from the NCAA, drew a seven seed. Ooh. That's rough, man. So the question becomes, did they do them dirty? Did the NCAA tournament have to have long memories? They, these guys, you know, pretty proud of what they did. They say, oh, okay, Texas A&M, well, this year is a seven. I would hope not. But Texas A&M seems to have really got the screws there a little bit, um, being the seventh seed. They deserve a little bit better than that. And if you're a fan base in Rutgers or or Oklahoma State or Vanderbilt or Clemson, maybe even North Carolina, I feel you. I feel like you've, you know, you feel like your teams, I would really trust North Carolina could make a run only because of what they did last year and the talent they have with all due respect to Rutgers and Clemson and Okie State and Vandy. You're not going far, but those are, you know, individual fan bases that look at Pitt, Mississippi State, Arizona State, and Nevada, the four teams that did get in, and say, why not us? Which leads us to the University of Florida, who really, on the record, you know, almost forcefully, Todd Golden said, you bet we want to go to the NIT. We're hopeful to, of getting an NIT berth. And so, drum roll, please. Gators get in. 
16 and 16, they will play in the NIT. In fact, they're a four seed. Now, there's there's less teams, right? There's 32 in the NIT versus the 68 that are in the NCAA. So, basically, a four seed would be like an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, nonetheless, it's pretty clear they were solidly in the field. By the way, North Carolina said, nah, no thanks. North Carolina guy, that's kind of weak, by the way. Throw, throw, throw the brand, NIT brand some North Carolina brand and, and let's each, right, get what we earned this year. The the NIT earned a shot to get North Carolina in their tournament, and the Tar Heels said, nah, that's all right. Snub from the NCAA, and then you can't really complain if you turn around and then do the snubbing, can you? Anyway, no NIT, but there is an NIT for Florida, and they will face... The former football national champions from Orlando, UCF, in round one. That game will be in Gainesville Wednesday. I think it's a 7 o'clock tip. And if they win that one, that'll be their last home game, the way the seeds are set up. And so I, it looks like they'd probably go to Oregon, where I would imagine the Florida season would end. Oof, that's a pretty penny to pay for just an NIT trip, isn't it? You're going to pack up and go all the way to Oregon? How much is that going to cost the Gator basketball program? With that, that motley crew so we'll see we'll see how they perform you know this offseason in Gainesville we're going a lot of focus on who can he retain and rightly Kugel is a is a guy who's starting to show star potential really flashed averaged almost 20 points a game last nine games became the go-to guy when Colin Castleton went down there will certainly be suitors among national title contenders to say why play for a program that's down when you can come compete for a title with us for his part, Kugel had doubled down. He loves it in Florida. He's not going anywhere. You're always nervous. I saw Todd Golden said the same things about keeping him. And he has kind of become the player who's worth turning it on to watch down the stretch. And you'll get to see him at least one more time. They host UCF. Uh, that's coming up on Wednesday. All right. I will, um, I'll give you the, the Jalen and the trade bounce when we come back on the other side. We'll do it in a football fix. It's a Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Real from the studios at Republic Services. We'll handle it from here. This is Brent Musburger's VSIN Action Update on 1010XL. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter Plumbing and Septic Services, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. NCAA tournament gets underway with the first four in Dayton on Tuesday. Mississippi State laying a point and a half against the Pitt Panthers, 132 the total. 22 and 11, Pitt has dropped three of its last four games. In the other first four matchup Tuesday, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, a four-point favorite over Southeast Missouri State, 151.5 the total. The winner will get number one seed Alabama in Birmingham. In the first four on Wednesday, Texas Southern laying two against Fairleigh Dickinson in a 16 matchup. And Arizona State's a point-and-a-half favorite over Nevada, 133.5 the total at the UD Arena in Dayton. Sign up now for your free VSIN subscription at VSIN.com slash subscribe. With your action update, Mike Sennett, 1010XL. Hi, this is Dale Murray with Murray Automotive Group in Stark and Kingsland. Save yourself from those big city dealers and their fast-talking mumbo-jumbo. No matter what your automotive need is, we've got you covered. Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and nobody beats our prices. I mean nobody. Shazam! Plus our exclusive 15-year, 150,000-mile warranty included on every qualified vehicle. And we'll trade anything from high heels to wagon wheels. Compare our prices online at ShazamAuto.com. Then come see me, Dale Murray. I'll be waiting for you. Shazam! Denny Thompson here. If you're like me, you want your TV room or man cave to look and sound amazing. Football blasting with multiple TVs. 
you're probably not sure how to get there, well, do like I did and call Tyson Sound and Security. Whether it's TV mounts, home theater systems, setting up the best surround sound, they'll hook you up and make you look like a pro, and it may not cost as much as you might think. Call today and have them assess your TV room or man cave. Tyson Sound and Security, security and automation experts. You will love your new windows and doors from Renewal by Anderson. The biggest sale of the year is going on right now. Get $300 off all windows and $825 off all patio doors. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. This offer expires March 31st and restrictions apply. Renewal by Anderson, the official window and door replacement partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit rbafla.com. License number CGC1527613. Mike Duraco here for Clearwater Irrigation and Drainage. Let me tell you, I had a bad standing water issue on my front sidewalk, and John Haney and his crew came in and completely solved it. Their service division fixed my sprinkler system, too. We all know these guys singing is terrible, but their service is excellent. Clearwater Irrigation. We can't sing a lick, but we sure are good at sprinklers. All right, Mike. And drainage, too. Clearwaterjacks.com. Celebrate the madness with 1010XL. Join XL Primetime at Sliders in Neptune Beach Thursday from noon to 3. The Frangie Show at Island Wing Southside from 3 to 6. And Rick Ballou at Mr. Chubby's Fleming Island from 6 to 8. It's time to play Septic Tank Solutions. Question one. How often should you get your septic tank pumped? Contestant one. Uh, when it starts running over in the yard? Uh, no, that's a little late. Contestant two. <laughs> that's right, Duck. At least every three years. For septic pump outs, inspections, to new septic tank and drain field installations, call Northeast Florida's only master septic contractor. When you're stuck, call the Duck. 904-862-6767. The IRS has just received $80 billion in funding to hire additional agents for aggressive collections enforcement. If you owe the IRS, now is the time to take action before the IRS comes after you or your business. There's no time to waste. Call J. David Tax Law, a firm right here in Jacksonville, for a no-cost consultation at 904-507-4777. That's 904-507-4777. Or visit jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. Does your home or building need painting? For over 20 years, Performance Painting has had the privilege of preserving many of Jacksonville's most prominent buildings. That said, we feel like we're just getting started. I'm Jason Parker, and our team thrives on preparing, protecting, and preserving the homes, businesses, and public buildings that make up our local landscape. Contact us today to put our years of experience to work for you. Performance Painting. Prepare. Protect. Preserve. March Madness. It's official, and it's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting on the eventual national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props, my bookie has you covered. Getting started with my bookie is simple. Visit the website online, make your first deposit, and use promo code 1010XL to claim an exclusive deposit bonus. That's promo code 1010XL to claim some extra money on top of your initial deposit. With hundreds of thousands in prizes for March Madness and weekly blackjack tournaments, you can turn your game day into payday with my bookie. Remember the promo code. 
1010XL. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. It's that time of year and pests are wreaking havoc on your home or business. Call Southern Fumigation for a free inspection. 259-9811. Call a local company that's family owned. Southern Fumigation. 259-9811. It's a slam dunk. Malfunctions in your electrical panel can lead to hazards like fire or power outages, leaving your home at risk. So leave it to the pros and Mr. Sparky. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Your on-time electrician, Mr. Sparky of the First Coast. After my surgery, my knee was back in shape after only a few months. I trusted Southeast Orthopedic Specialist with my daughter's back surgery as well. Both of us are great. We're doing exactly what we love to do. This is David Lane, and I seriously recommend Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic issue. This is Dr. Kevin Murphy. Our team at Southeast Orthopedic Specialist is ready to help you, too. We'd like to thank the coaches and schools who trust in our team at Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. This 1010XL 92.5 FM hour is powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. All right, we're back on the Monday morning quarterback. Gang, can we, can we keep our cars in their lanes? Maybe for a while. I just got a text. From a friend of mine who narrowly avoided a bad accident, I-95 North, as you approached downtown, his suggestion to me was that it sure looks like that's going to be a snarl for a long time. So if that is just happening and breaking this morning, and you have to travel all over the Fuller Warren, say, oof, I want to try an alternate route. But again, start a Monday, a wet, it's wet out there, gang, okay? It'll be slick, let's go. All right, from, from a traffic slowdown to... Well, the fast traffic in the form of today's Shazam Spotlight. Brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. Take that short drive and save on these big city prices. And what a customer experience you're going to have when you buy your next vehicle. Take it from me. I, I bought uh, two from Murray already. Truck guys, you know. Also, from uh, I bought pre-owned from the other Murray Superstore down there. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, other uh, brands available there as well. And couldn't be happier. So, there's that. See what Tyreek Hill did this weekend? He's fast. Tyreek Hill won the 60-meter 60 60 spin at the USA Track and Field Masters Indoor Championships. You say, hey, wait, hold on. I thought Masters track was 35 and older. You're right internationally, but U.S. Track and Field also holds Masters 25 and older. So that's how Tyreek Hill, who's far from an old man, still falls into a Masters category for USA Track and Field. He's the fastest player in the NFL. No question. There may be guys who can do it here or there or burst, but, you know, bottom line, dollar for dollar, pace for step, it's it's Tyreek Hill. He was a four-time, uh, he's a four-time All-Pro. He's a track star in high school. By the way, Tyreek Hill is, is building himself a halt, or a guy who was going to be like a, like a difference, just like a piece, right? He's almost gimmicky, so little and fat. He's developing into a Hall of Fame career, a four-time All-Pro already. He was a track star in high school, won two state, two state titles, as an All-American by USA Today. Time of 6.7 seconds is four-tenths of a second off the world record held by a guy named Christian Coleman in 2018. So, Shazam! That's how fast. He is as fast as the Shazam spotlight. He is. Shazam. Yeah, he's Tyreek Hill. All right, time for a football fix brought to you this morning by... 
the Joe and Tick Creek Golf Club. The Thursday evening scrambles are back. Call the pro show about that. Two-man scramble, a lot of fun. Play a little skins game, maybe take home a little cash. The greens are growing into uh, just the hopes that they had for them, and the course continues to come into good shape. They went through a renovation, probably opened a tad before they wanted to. Um, They even give you a warning when you book a tee time. That warning is saying too much. They don't need to say as much as they do in the warning. The course is fine, and it's getting better. It's the Jointon Creek Golf Club. Well, the uh, price of his profile sure went down quick. Jalen Ramsey traded from the Rams to, to the Dolphins, and not nearly for what the Jaguars got in return when they sent him to L.A. Ramsey to Miami for a third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. He was just all pro last year. No, he made a pro bowl last year, didn't he? Sounds like a great deal for Miami. <laughs> right. I mean, you're adding a good look at that. How about that cornerback duo with Xavier yeah. Howard and, Jay, and Jalen Ramsey? And, by the way, what conference did you play in? You play in the AFC. What's what's the AFC known for? Uh-huh. Mahomes, Burrow, yeah. Herbert, Lawrence, Josh Allen. Well, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. Not a bad start. Now look, Ramsey's numbers by the by the passer rating, yards allowed, all those things. There, he's he's you know he's peaked at his best. But if we're learning anything from Patrick Peterson, you continue to play this position, and if you remain in shape uh, for a while, Ramsey tweeting excitement. I prayed for this specifically for about a month, and now it's happening. What's well, funny? They asked Jalen a week ago out in L.A., and he said it's all lies. I'm not going anywhere. So. Power of prayer, my man. Uh, Don't forget the Dolphins somewhat surprisingly released cornerback Byron Jones. Uh, Not so surprising now. Look, the Dolphins are trying to put it together, but his completion percentage allowed last year, 65%. Um, Yards per attempt, 8.4. Allowed seven touchdowns and just four picks. Not, Not playing to the same level when he was arguably the best corner in the league, but I, I think still a valuable piece for a team like the Dolphins, who, man, they're, they're they're going all in, right? They're going to getting dudes. It's all on Tua now, and, and maybe more specifically Tua's health, huh? Free agency set to begin. The commanders say, uh-uh. Their defensive tackle, Deron Payne, gets a $90 million deal, second highest paid defensive tackle to only Aaron Donald in league history. Our old buddy Quinnen Williams, who the Jaguars gave up on too soon. He's developed into a nice player for... I, I say Quinn, I should say Quincy. His brother Quinnen also plays for the Jets. But Quincy Williams gets a new three-year deal with New York. Um, Tayshawn Gibson going to remain with the 49ers on a one-year deal. Still playing pretty effective football since leaving the Jaguars. Uh, the Giants believe in Sterling Shepard as a receiver. Dude is always hurt, but he's got a new, new deal from New York. Bills extend all-pro linebacker Matt Milano. Makes sense. And then there was the big trade that Dan and I can talk about a little more specifically, but the Bears uh, traded that number one pick. This is a this could not have worked out better for our Jaguars, huh? We were sure that the Colts and Texans were one was going to get C.J. Stroud and the other was going to get Bryce Young. Not anymore. Not unless the Panthers have severely misplayed their hand and they're moving all the way up to number one for Will Levis or... Anthony Richardson, which I very much doubt. But it's the Panthers who send two firsts, two seconds, and a good receiver, DJ Moore, to the Bears, who get all of that in return, and good for Chicago, right? We thought, we'll trade the first one to number two, and then trade that to number four, and they didn't have to. They probably got as much as they would have had from separate deals. They got a lot in return, and this is one huge excuse that can be checked off the Justin Fields 
chart, right? DJ Moore is a good receiver. He's got him at number one. They'll try and build more around that, and so we shall see. But, man, what a big deal came down Friday afternoon. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by the Julian Creek Golf Club. Hick and Arrival and more come your way next. Lots going on in the world of sports. It's going to be a fun Monday show, and we'll continue with uh, more of the Monday Morning Quarterback next. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running, and running. You know in here Woo! let's go what's up e jeff is diligently working the clock but he's going with a different tactic he's going to. minutes instead of hours can't do hours no hours on this stupid thing this thing's been around forever he's... by the way yeah i get the official master control time in there et Let's get it started. Uh, so, yeah. 7.05 right 7.05. on the dot. 7.05. Give me two more minutes, please. Very Thank nice. you very much. That'll help us a great deal. It drives me nuts. Such a little thing. Today's like the worst day. The day the time actually changes is not bad. It's a weekend. It's the, But then last night it bleeds in. Today everyone's up an hour early. They're probably cranky. Not me. I always get a kick out of people who say to me, you know, what do you guys do when football season's over? <laughs> this would be a perfect day to tell you what we do oh, it when never football ends. season's over. Yeah. It never ends. There is so much good sport. I mean, I th- there's so much good stuff, juicy stuff to talk about. Nothing more important to me, though, than 10 o'clock last night. Dialed into the U on pins and needles, hoping, praying for that NIT bid. <laughs> and when that baby came home, I jumped up at the studios. I threw a fist pump in the air. And then I realized we were in an all-or-nothing game. Oh, no, not again, UCF. <laughs> <laughs> N I T. I like N I T. I like Florida in that one, and then I like the Oregon <laughs> Ducks to beat the quack out of them. I mean, oh, they no. got to go all the way out to Oregon. Heck, how's that going to work? There's like I said, I just one after another. March Madness is NFL's open for business today. In about three hours, we're going to hear about this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy, McGlinchey and Hargraves all uh, uh, agreeing to terms and and and, and the players and. Others and, and- and in, and in the World Baseball Classic and college baseball, and you just go down the line here. Yeah. Just, it's just you'll have your Oscar report later. I know, I know you were I, who, sitting there. You know, I haven't even looked yet. Who, who, what was Best Picture? Everything, Everywhere, Everyone. Have you seen that one? No. I just pay attention to the gift bags. The gift what bags about, were great. What about the best uh, actor or an actress? What are they? Best actor and actress. Best actress was... Uh, the lady, the I think she was the mom in Crazy Rich Asians. She was in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once also. Okay. All right. Uh, best actor was uh, Donna Murphy. Will not be happy. It was Brendan Fraser from The Whale. Oh, did he? Did yeah. you see that? No. No. Um, he beat out Elvis and some others. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the first of her family to win an Oscar despite having What did she win for? Well, she was a Best Supporting Actress. Is that Everything, All at Once again? Is that what they do? Sometimes they just load up on one movie. I think it was that one. I actually. mean, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, yeah, no, I didn't watch the Oscars. But oh yeah, I did get. A, I, I did watch some of the uh, the monologue with Kimmel, and he I, he made me chuckle a couple times. Well, there's some funny stuff yeah. in there. I thought they did. A, it was it, they when were, they walked out at the end. They had a sign up, and it said Oscar something something to the effect. I don't remember exactly. It was like uh, Oscar streak of uh, no incidents one. <laughs> <laughs> He said he also he, he he also had a good one. He said when the kid was preparing to be Elvis, Tom Hanks or, or yeah, the, yeah. gave him the typewriter, and yeah. they typed back and forth and lived as those yeah. people for three months. And yeah. Kimmel said, "How silly is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how silly we are." And they yeah. wonder what you know, whatever it is, and yeah. it is, and it, how silly is that? Uh, no Tom Cruise and no uh, who's James the, Cameron. Yeah, the Avatar guy. Both, how come? Both was no it, shows. Was, was that for that? Was that for a reason or no? Don't know. Okay. Yeah. Don't he, know. he referenced it a few times. They were a little butthurt about it. Uh, the, we got a huge NFL trade to sink our teeth into. So there's a lot going on. We'll get to all of it today. We'll have fun with it uh, throughout the morning. Uh, but Scotty Scheffler, what a, I, I don't mind. This is the one tournament that I don't mind if it's a runaway. Like, I don't say, I don't come back and go, oh, that was boring. Or, oh, I just love the players. I do. I like, I love watching it. I love watching them. Hit golf shots. I love going out there. I love watching it on TV. I love it all. I just do. I think it's the, I think it's, you know, gosh, it's such a good event, and I've had so much fun with it through the years, and I just appreciate it. I well, it, I, I would say great. this, and 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 that's fine. I get what you're saying. The whole week you still love it, but mm-hmm. when it comes to watching the golf on Sunday for a final round, it was, yeah, it was a total dud. Yeah, see, I don't have that. But feeling. the reason that you, the, but here's what you, I take stock in. It's not. Not the exact same as yours, because I love it too. Yeah, I do. I love, but I, I still would rather see some drama for the last three hours of of a of a golf tournament. We didn't have any of that yesterday, but there are also the years that what you take out of a year like this is you got to see. We'll see where it plays out, where he ends up, but certainly right now, maybe the 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 best golfer in the world play as good as he can. That those are some good names up at the end of the day at the top of the leaderboard who shot double digit under par and Scotty Scheffler lapped him. Yeah. I mean, this is more an ode to one of the best players in the world playing unbelievable golf than it is. Oh, it was a boring day. And you know, the other guys aren't good. Nothing enough. boring about what me and he were doing on Saturday afternoon. Was there? E? Turn, turn. Oh, chalet city is what we were in. I mean, we had ourselves a party in there. I didn't <laughs> Did pay a lick of attention to the golf. Huh? Did you, E? No. No. Oh, couldn't tell golfing? you what was happening, but I can tell you this. Fireball. Our one-to-one financial poll I, question I'll... of the day. Best part of the players to you. We have four choices. Three aces on 17. By the way, that has never been done. Uh, Scheffler dominating win. Great weather. Or Hoagie, course record, 62. Go My God. Uh, one-time guest on uh, First Timers Week. Yeah, I don't Tom know Hogan. why. He's a good guy. I mean. Good golfer, not a lot you know of personnel. weird? It was like there was all these records, and yet there were all these blow-up holes, too, for all these guys. Yeah, that's what that does to Because the thing about the stadium courses, when you get into trouble, these guys are the greatest golfers in the world. When they get into trouble, they get into trouble, and they get out of it with a bogey. Not here, man. Not you get in the trouble time. there, you might get a, a triple, yeah. a quad. Yeah, it was, it was. I just felt like there were more triples and more quad. I mean, uh, Midwoo Lee is saying, "All right, Chef, I'm here to play. First three holes, we're rocking and rolling." And then he beat him by ten. <laughs> he goes to point. four. He hits a smart. Uh, he hits it into the rough. It's buried in there. He says, "Ah, right, I'm gonna, I'm pitch young. Out. I'm gonna do the smart thing. I'm gonna pitch it to right where I want to pitch it." And hit it up on three. And then the I'll hit it four. up over the water, and I'll be I'll either get a bogey or a par. No yeah. big deal. And then, and then he chunks. The nerves got him. 
Yeah. The nerves got him. And, and oh, listen, when we left on Friday morning, you know, Chad Ramey was in the league. And yeah. I t- you know, and I predicted not that I'm Nostradamus of golf. Okay. We always see these guys at oh, the yeah. end of the week. It's going to be one of these big names. I'd say Scheffler. Yeah. But it's going to be a big name who's going to win because these guys cannot withstand 72 hours of stress and pressure and tough conditions and great competition around them. They just can't. Well, he hits the ball so beautifully. He does, he's got everything in his game. He he can hit it high, he can hit cuts, he can hit fades, whatever. You know, if, if, if one of them's struggling and he's dialing on the other, then he'll hit it that way. He just is a great player. But anyway, a vanilla, great, great. as vanilla oh, yeah. as a great athlete can be, though. He shout was, out, you know who he out, is? Who? He's Pete Sampras at golf. Yeah, shout out to his grandma who lives right here on the First Coast. Oh, does been he? Here, been here for 24 oh, years. Awesome. Walked the whole course with him yesterday, 88 years young. God bless her. Good for her. Uh, great weather, 41%. Uh, three aces on 17, 28.2. Only two balls went in the water on Saturday, the whole day. And then yesterday, if where the if, pin is. if Scheffler had a shot lead when he got to 17, it would have been knee knocking time. I mean, sure. it was like, there was a streak where like five out of eight guys hit it in the water. He said, trying to figure it he, out. he said, and I, and I didn't believe him at first until I really thought, he said that he didn't feel comfortable until he hit it on the green on 18. Yeah. Even with a five-shot yeah. lead. Because, yeah. And you say, oh, yeah, right. Well, yeah. Aaron Wise put three of them in the dream. Right. So, Scheffler steps up. and well, again, Let's say he gets, a, let's say puts he gets one a, in the water and well, then hits say, three over in the tree. Let's say he gets a double on, on, on 17. On 17. Yeah. Then it's and a three-shot lead. He's got a three-shot lead. And, yeah. look, I, I mean, I'm we correct. all think he's going to win. He did what he's— And, by what, the way, at some point, he could take a nine-iron and, yeah. you know— Hit it in the fairway, hit it up close, pop it on the green, get a five, and get out of there. With yeah, it, you know. So, um, but anyway, it was it was great. And uh, Hoagie course record, poor Hoagie, only getting seven point three percent. I mean, that's a sixty-two, boys. A lot of guys have shot sixty-three. Nobody yeah, ever shot no. sixty-two Good for him. Yeah. He rolled in that putt on. A, and it always seems Saturday to me when was they, a scoring day. Though, it always boy. seems to me when they shoot a sixty-three, they always seem to finish on nine. Well, but I may be wrong. Maybe it just of, seems in my mind like I remember Freddie. I, it, and, uh, it's it is. I don't care if the course was soft and the wind stopped blowing and the pins were good and it was a scoring day. Shooting 10 under par on that golf course is stupid. Oh, That's unbelievable. So and think, think of every great golfer in their prime who's come yeah. through this place, playing three or four rounds a, yeah. a year, year after year, and they can't do that. It right. was it was unbelievable. And included, a, he made every putt, though. Yeah, he did. He I mean, just putt. rolling him in from everywhere. And, not, and hit great irons. He didn't have a ton of long ones. No. Not, when you say he made everything, I don't mean he rolled in 40-footers, but he no. made all those 5- to 15-footers, and you have to if you're going to shoot um, 62. But even like 16 presents, it's like a short par 5, but it presents its challenges, man. A lot of them will stick it in those trees, and then they're screwed, and then they don't know what to, you know, it's just, or, or uh, you know, it's <laughs> you're 240 yards away, they hit an iron, but they hit a low iron, and it skips in there, man, and the pin's in the back. And so if you don't – if it bounces hard, man, it can go right in the water in the back. So it no was – and then 14 and 15 are just – 14 is death. I guess it was into the wind yesterday. It's, it's a hard hard golf. My ball. poor guy, Taylor Montgomery, man. I, I, I'm i out there. We're, 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 okay, first of all, let me and say – let me, say, oh, let, let oh, me oh, bring oh, something up. I, I, I know you mm-hmm. and your drinking habits. Yes. They include – exclusively Diet Coke and water. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. after the video that you sent me on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I went right I at him. I did think that perhaps. Right at him. I did think perhaps my you, guy. you had literally gotten into the fireball. So, if, if I may, yeah. just 
kind of explain what I received out of nowhere as I'm watching the golf. Oh, I tweeted it for everyone. Okay, well, good. Don't worry. So if you've seen it on the tweet, but Hicken, is that, is that like walking up 14? Where are yeah, you there? Yeah, okay. that's down 14. I called that, huh? Yeah. What about mm-hmm. me? So we're on 14, and and, and 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 Taylor is walking up inside the ropes, and then Dan out of nowhere skulks up behind him, and he follows up behind him, and he goes up to him, yeah. and I can see his face. I can just yeah. see him screaming at Let's him. Let's do this. And he gave him the kiss, and, and <laughs> then he, and the, no, that, yeah. was, that was Saturday, though, not Sunday. That was Saturday. So you didn't kiss the death into the finish. Because no, I inspired him, then man. Your mind, then your boy, our boy, whoever's boy, just absolutely imploded. It was oh, one of, my God. There were a lot of sad stories written about the players. Now, it's not mm. as sad as, say, Lenny Matisse because he's in the spotlight. But Montgomery yesterday had surged all the way to 10 under par. He was going to make mm. the Masters. He was going to make a million dollars. And then he wasn't. Yeah. So what happened? Well. First of all, how long did you follow him? And was that the kind of interaction you were giving him for shot oh, after yeah. shot oh we were we were together the whole time we were talking i was i was helping him you know t- shape shots in i his can't mind. imagine that this helped well on 14 i'll tell you why he's, he's such a good putter dude but on 14 he he hit his drive well i got him i got him over on 13 and then on 14 he hit his drive where scotty was on 14 yesterday and that thick stuff but he hit it like with a bad you know stance Angle. yeah you know, I mean, just almost in the same spot. Okay. But he hit it straight. He went for it, and he threw it up. I mean, he hit the damn ball right side of the green, but he's in the rough. Okay. He blew it out of the rough to eight feet. Made, made the, the putt. Par yeah, putt. he's another great putter. That's what I'm saying. He can putt. And so. You know who can't putt, by the way, after <clears> watching <throat> all weekend? Colin Morikawa could be Tiger Woods if he could putt. Oh, I know. That he's guy so good misses with every putt, I dude. I know. And I mean, like six footers yeah. over and over and over. He goes like one for ten. So then he parred fifteen, but he birdied sixteen and seventeen. He parred eighteen. He came in with a sixty-six, and then we're ready to roll. We jump out in round four, and they start talking about him. I mean, he's well, he, he gets he got the ten under par after fourteen. He's ten under. He goes to fifteen and he bogeys. Then he doubles sixteen and he doubles. No, he quads. Yeah, he hit two in the water on seventeen, and that was. And, all and by the way. The double on 16 is worse than the quad on he 17. He shoots 41 on the backside Sunday. Tyrell Hatton shot 29. He shot himself <laughs> out of the Masters. Yeah. Just and, and by the way, he didn't have to save all. He didn't have to stay at 10. No. Just don't go double. Don't go bogey double quad. Just don't do that. Well, he went seven over in three holes. This is this is 17 in a nutshell. He had two birdies on 17. Yeah. A quad and a bogey. It's like Aaron Rye, who had a one, and then yesterday had a six. Yeah. I mean, it's just— That Rye, I saw his interview, has moved to the First Coast. Yeah, so it's another he just closed on his house. Yeah, he's a likable dude. I found myself, to be honest with you, when yesterday started, I was rooting for the upstarts. Mm-hmm. And that's usually not like me. And I even had Scheffler in brunch with the tour, but I was— not like, And I mean to—I to, don't mean to catch—I mean to win. Yeah. And I, that's not my style normally, because as I said— the saving grace on what I thought was kind of a boring final round, me personally. Now, yeah. I li- like watching all the golf shots, mm-hmm. but you didn't get to see any back and mm-hmm. forth, any mm-hmm. stare downs whatsoever. <clears throat> but he was just, um, I take out of the fact that this tournament adds one more great name, and we cover a golf tournament here that's like the Hall of Fame. Nicholas and Tiger and Mickelson oh, yeah. and McElroy and 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 now Scheffler and, and you know, Cam Smith a year ago, Justin Thomas. The only guy missing really of this of this is Spieth. Yeah. Like of the big, huge names of, of this era, Spieth is say, the only one. I'll say this. Man, well, wrong. wrong when I was out there on Saturday and I bopped around, I, obviously I went way out onto the course and I, I had a great time. It was, it was, and I'll tell you the, the hidden gem, and I'll give this all to you Googans out there. 
if you go Saturday, you go. You don't go early in the morning, man. Because then you know, I went at one o'clock. Okay. I zipped in in ten minutes. Wow. I mean, zipped in. Uh, got in there, stayed till five. It was per- perfect nice. amount of time for me. Good. Got out of there with the with the kids and and came home. But anyway, when I was around sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, and there it is, you know, uh, Hicks might have stumbled onto a kind of a cool nickname. I don't know if they've ever given that that gauntlet a nickname. I haven't heard but, one. Uh, as they enter the theater. Okay. That's what it is. It's yeah, theater. I thought that good, was that yeah. would be a great. I like to that. me. It's the theater, right? Well, let's build it. But I thought about this. You know, that's Hannah Storm's husband. Who's that? Dan Hicks. No kidding. Hannah time. Oh, don't get me started on the NBC golf crew, by the way. I, I, miss, I miss Gary and Raj. But anyway, uh, uh, as, I, as, I, as I was out there, hey, I ben, thought. This crew's been together for a while now. Who? Oh, you mean Maltby. Maltby and Coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah on, on, on course, guys. Okay. Unceremoniously dumped. Uh, but anyway, um, I thought to myself. You know, this is what you gave up, live tour golfer guys. This is the greatest juice in the history. I mean, and you get this at all the big tournaments, but this juice is like you get it at Phoenix, you get it at other places, but uh, you you'll never get this on live. Yeah. You won't get this. This is what you should live for as a competitor, as a golfer, to walk off 15 green, just grind it out 14 and 15, stepping into that theater 16, 17, and 18. <clears throat> place is you can't. It's not quiet ever. Zuby. It's, oh, it's 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 unless it's, there's two exceptions though. Unless one, mm-hmm. you know, you can't compete and win a tournament of that level anymore. Well, maybe or two. You've won enough that it doesn't matter. You yeah. just want the money. Oh, man. I mean, that's where the two yeah. groups fall. Yeah. Most of them, there's three or four that, yeah. that you know, Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith just, could play know. any golf tournament any week and compete. Yeah. I didn't really think I about just, it. The only thing that I, I just don't get the that. Only, the only live term that I thought that's about. That's what struck me. And it annoyed me because I find myself, I don't argue, I don't go uh, uh, offensively against live. I have to play defense because it seems any and everyone that I know who supports live feels the need to to communicate with me and tell me, oh, this and that, and oh, what about this leaderboard? Tell me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, yeah. these are the names that finished in the top 20, mm-hmm. including ties. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama, Max Homa, Justin Rose, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Xander Schauffele, Tony Finau, Jason Day, Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it doesn't look at all like a live leaderboard. Right. Yeah. And nobody on the live tour would have come close to beating Scotty Sheffer this weekend. So, I really don't understand stand the argument. I don't, By the way, the, I don't really, yeah, I don't the, I the, care less. The the finances, oh, 2.725 million for second place. Tyrrell Hatton, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, five birdies in a row. Yeah. If you were a Made ga- a lot of money. If you were a gambler in one of those, like, DraftKings things yesterday, man, that... Man, I, I I couldn't do it. Like the guy who won a million bucks uh, had Scheffler and Hatton and Hovland and you know and 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 but some other guy might have had Taylor Montgomery who would one of the few would have Taylor Montgomery. He gets to ten under and all of a sudden you're like I I got a shot at this and then he's the three under and you go I got no shot. But anyway, we got a lot to do today. That's golf talk. We got plenty more coming up. Um, we got, listen, the Jaguars weren't actively involved in a transaction this weekend, but a lot of what happen and a lot of the scuttlebutt on what might happen these next couple of days do have a Jaguar paw print on it. So let's get into that a little bit. More NFL news. Jacksonville's not-so-favorite son is on the move again. 
I'll just throw this little tidbit before we we talk more about uh, Jalen Ramsey trade, NFL, Jags news. Uh, we've got they haven't got into the NCAA tournament yet. Gators in the NIT and more. Oh, the Rams got less for Jalen Ramsey mm. than the Jags got for C.J. Henderson. Mm. Makes make it make sense. I can't. You know this is the drill. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback. DivorcementOnly.com. Hit it. Sports concepts and rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10-minute drill. After we drill you, we will make up with you oh. by giving you a prize we'll call you in the morning. Yeah. E, what do we got for him today? Uh, a little razzle-dazzle. Today we got a pair of tickets to 1964 tribute at the Thrasher Horn on April 13th. I'll mm. let you, boy. Mm, I like that. So that's coming up at the end of the break, not now. I just said this at downtime with Dan, and I, I actually am serious about it. And I mean it. The Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Rams are two franchises going in divergent directions. The Dolphins have become the Rams of two years ago. They are all in, dude. They have traded away all their draft picks. They they uh, are signing everybody. They went and got Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they got Tyreek Hill last year. Why not go get Tom Brady for a year and rent him? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? I, said I heard it, you say, yeah. I, I, what's his name said it a few weeks or a week ago that he's still in play. Uh, he's building a house in Miami. Tom, we just want you to take us to a Super Bowl. Two, you're going to sit out, get healthy. You're our quarterback, but right now we're going to go with Tom. He gives us a better chance. Um, because he stinks. Well, because at the end of the year he couldn't complete pass. It was terrible. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I mean, and maybe he he's does. 45. Yeah. I, I'm not suddenly. It's not contrarian. He, I, I, the doll, I think two. I'd rather have two if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would. I mean, I'm not just, you know, I'm not like again, not trying to be contrarian. Yeah, 45 years old though, and yeah. I mean Tom Brady. You got to go down the list now to find him. Maybe this we'll year. pick him up in November then. <laughs> Give him a few less games to play. <laughs> Passer rating on 90. Yeah, yeah. That's not the be all end all. He threw it for a lot of yards. I mean, he's got a lot of talent too. He had a lot of talent in. in I just think with was, those guys that he's got out there on offense and such, he could. Just you know. watching him at the end of the year, he just 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 looks so average, Hick. Fifty three percent against Dallas in the playoff at home. Yeah, home playoff game. He completes fifty three percent of your passes. A passer rating seventy two. That ain't Rams Brady. Have, Rams have gotten rid of Ramsey, Miller, Floyd, Beckham, Woods, Whitworth the last couple of years. So uh, Brady's not terrible. That, I don't. He's not terrible. Yeah, he could be a. You know, I don't think he's more than a ten and seven quarterback in Miami. Yeah, well, I'd rather have him in the playoffs than Tua, but we'll, we'll see. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and by the way, that's counting on Tua making it to the playoffs, which is another problem for Miami. If he goes down, all this we're in is yeah. gone. I went all in the Who day after. Miami's Br- backup? I went, I went all in the day after that he lost to Dallas and said he should retire. So I'm going to stand by. You know what I'm saying? Is it in the Skyler like, kid? Oh, yeah, he started the playoffs. Skyler Thornton. Yeah. Was there another guy hurt, though? Uh, yeah. It was, t- uh, was it one percent? Was it Louisville, Teddy. Teddy oh, yeah, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also a guy who gets hurt all the time. I, yeah. If I was Miami, I might get rid of that all the backups and maybe at least invest in a guy who I think can help me. Amazing how cheap Jalen was. Obviously, they just want to dump the salary if you're the Rams. They got nothing for him. You got a third rounder and Hunter Long. I There's mean, one thing that can help Jalen Ramsey's career, though, and that's if they go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Because if he sure. does, then he'll look like he's, you know, be a Dion. big part of it. Yeah, it goes he can be Dion. Uh, Jalen is still one of the top but he ain't Dion. 10 uh corners in the league but he his not he's peaked yeah you know this isn't a mean-spirited opinion his numbers really started to tell but we're learning from Patrick Peterson you can play that position for a long time 
We saw Daryl Green do it. I don't think that Jalen Ram. I think Jalen Ramsey's still an A starter for your football team. Uh, age 29 season, wants a contract extension, gave up 65% completions to his man in coverage last year, so not as robust as the Rams had hoped he, for. He had his, his worst season statistically as far as what he allowed. I mean, yeah. just bottom line, how many yards are you getting when you target? What completion percentage are you getting when you target? How many touchdowns versus interceptions as the main – you know, the main guy in coverage. And those, like, this year he gave up seven touchdowns and two picks. Last year it was it was two touchdowns and four picks. Or maybe it was seven and four and two and four. That's a big Remember, difference. they brought in Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Uh, they've got Xavier Howard. The Dolphins allowed 113 more points than the Bills and had interceptions in just five of the 17 games. So, well, uh, if Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets and Lamar stays in Baltimore, remind me of nine games against premier quarterbacks. That's, Allen that's and Rodgers, two each. Mahomes, Hurts, Herbert, Jackson, Dak Prescott. And you're so. not even getting to Burrow and Lawrence and guys you might see in the postseason. Right. So, yeah, I get the, what the Dolphins are doing here. It's all on Tua. And to your point, if look, I take Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Brady's got enough left to be that, you know, it's it, – it, by the end, to me, it looked very Peyton 2015 when he won with that defense. Well, there was a huge trade on Friday as well. Carolina now controls the board. Uh, the general thought is they're not 100. They all have their opinions, but they're still not 100% sure what direction they're going to go. I wouldn't think, I know the rumors are out there about Anthony Richardson, but I wouldn't think that Carolina would trade up all the way to number one if they were going to take Anthony Richardson. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. I think you could sit there on draft night ready to rock if you got it, you know, and you, when you got the feeling that he was going to go and, and make the move and I get there. I guess the only unless is this. That's a tangled web of decision makers in the NFL. They all know each other from everywhere. They all just spend time at the combine, you know, loose lips, you know, mm. it doesn't just st- sink ships, but it passes the night mm. when you're talking with your buddies mm. and maybe the Panth- if it is Richardson, and I'm with you, I don't think it is. I don't mm-hmm. think you need to move up to get him. You could have stayed maybe even at nine and gotten him. Maybe not. I don't think so. But yeah. Yeah, Maybe the Raiders at seven. Yeah. But my point is, it, if it is for Richardson, it's because they think Houston was going to take, or Indy was going to take yeah. Richardson. Yeah. Because you can't, there's, where are you going to go? Three and hope you fall in between? Frank Reich, uh, 17 years in the NFL, uh, had uh, as an NFL head coach or assistant coach, 17 seasons. Six of his games were started by quarterbacks under six foot four. In other words, and two of them were by Ryan Ellinger, who was given to me, you say, you're going to start him by the owner. So I, I, you know, that may be, maybe something. It may not be something, but he definitely played in an era with big man quarterbacks yeah. and coached it with big man and quarterbacks. And Bryce Young is slight. We learned just how slight. Five, ten, and an eight is not a big, not a big man. We'll say this about Bryce Young. Bryce Young has great, where Kyler Murray gets. Because they're the same size, the same height. And Kelvin Beecham went double down on Kyler Murray, needs to grow up. And Kelvin Beecham is a good, solid NFL dude. So I trust what he says. Played here. Yeah. Um, But Bryce Young is the opposite of Kyler Murray when it comes to that stuff. He's a great leader. He has a great mind for football. I would take him. They say he calls two plays in the huddle, and then we'll decide which one based on the look. I mean, NFL-type stuff. I think I'm in the minority. Now, first and foremost— Kudos to Chicago. I think you got a great pull. But I'm in the minority, I guess, when it comes to, like, the, how this thing balances out. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like getting the right number one quarterback. There's no amount of draft picks. The Jackson Hindsight will give up five number one picks in a row to get Trevor Lawrence. Am I wrong? Right. 
So if you now you got to be right. You got to be right. So I, I, you know, this opinion is going to severely change if they pick the wrong guy and they give up all that and they don't get much out of it. But if they have, if they know who that, because he could very well be. This is a, this is this this class is thought of well. Don't you think between? Don't you think between? They think of the, it well, but they think next year is going to be even better. But don't I you think among the four, one of these guys will be a yeah an all star level player, yeah. a Deshaun Watson yeah. level player, yeah. So and if if you pick the right one, then that's what you do. I think any draft, if there's four in the first round, yeah, first one, seven maybe or yeah, ten, they're gonna hit. That's yeah. I mean, even what Baker, Darnold, yeah, but Josh Allen hit. But I, I'm I'm saying, you know, and that. So my point to Carolina is, okay, I'll give two firsts and two seconds. I will, and I'll give you DJ Moore if I'm getting oh, if, if you I'm get getting it. my Trevor Lawrence. Oh, if you get it, my Herbert. So yeah. you got to get it right. You gotta right? Get it right. It's got it. So, but. In concept, I don't have a problem at all with what Carolina gave up. In fact, if I'm Atlanta today, I, I'm 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 bringing Lamar to Atlanta. I'm locking him in a hotel room, mm-hmm. and we're staying there. You want 55 a year, Lamar? You want it all guaranteed? Yep. What is it you want? Yep. I'm going to sign him to something that Baltimore can't match and let them pay dearly for what I think was a mistake and yep. letting some other team set your budget. And if I'm the Falcons, I, did you hear the, who the Bucks are reportedly after? You hear who they're interested in? Uh, Baker. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well, they don't have to pay for anything. Dear Tampa. Yeah. I mean, are we even trying? So the Saints go get Carr. Yeah. The Panthers move up to pick number one. Yeah. I would I would encourage the Atlanta Falcons to get off their tail feathers. Yeah. And be proactive here. Um, uh, free agency to watch today. Uh, Hargrave, Draymond Jones, Orlando Brown, Mike McGlinchey, Jesse Bates, corner Jamel Dean, Frank Clark. Those are the kind of names. It should be we should be hearing stuff about here and in the John next Taylor few hours. I yeah. think you can almost put him in that category. I said the last free, uh, free agent ranking I saw was number eight. We don't see the Jaguars linked to very many free agents on other teams, but we continue to hear that they are going to make a valiant effort in keeping Taylor and Key in particular. There seems to be interest in Arden Key around the league. He's a piece that somebody would like to add it, like the Jags did last year for that one year price tag of a, of a guy who can you know get you five to eight sacks. What? I, I, one last thing with the Jags. Breckus Baselli scheduled a uh, pushback to later in the week. He had a, a flight this morning. He's a big deal. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah. It, it, I knew it would take less than a year for us to start getting big time. Hall of Fame Hall of guy, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, if he had not gotten in the Hall of Fame, he would have found a way to make it or, work. But, or know. at least text him before 645. Correct. Right. Which he would admit, I think, in hindsight, that was an error. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, now I forget I was going to. Oh, um, uh, Right. I got sidetracked. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing before. Oh, I know. Leonard, oh, uh, 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 Leonard Floyd. Yeah. That's a guy I'd go sign. That yeah. guy gets 10 sacks every year. Yeah. That could be your yeah. your Hassan Reddick. He's only 29 years old. And they might. He was cut by the Rams because of salary cap reasons. Go give that guy one year $12 million and let him get you 10 sacks instead of four and a half. Like, I like it. Like this desire to keep Arden Key. I mean, it is what it is. These are good guys like him. Until they all, all your good guys like them, play on the same D line and get you thirty five sacks. I don't like them so much. Uh, one more thing, I like to see what, what things about people I didn't know. And you know, NFL legend passed away over the weekend. Bud Grant, ninety five years old. Such a you know, I mean, nothing says when I see the Minnesota Vikings logo, I think of Bud Grant. I mean, you can think of all the different guys you yeah, want. Yeah, that's but fair. I, I mean, I think of Bud Grant. Bud he Grant's is, one of those guys when he was 40, he looked 70. He is the Minnesota Vikings. He had an unbelievable life. But did you know, all right, though, so he was born in Wisconsin. He had, he was diagnosed with polio. So the doctor said sports will help you. He played football, basketball, and baseball. 
at the University of Minnesota, he lettered in all three. Yeah. Uh, baseball might have been his best sport, but upon graduating from Minnesota, he was a first-round pick of the NFL champion Eagles in 1950 and a fourth-round pick of the NBA's Minneapolis Lakers. He won a championship ring with the Lakers in 1950, playing with George Mikan. But he was a basketball sub, and he could be an NFL starter, so he moved to Philly, and he played football. <laughs> I mean, with the Eagles— Too bad he never won a Super Bowl. They went four times, E.T., and they lost all four. With the Eagles in 1952, in 1952, he caught 56 passes for 997 yards. That's a lot. <laughs> but Winnipeg of the CFL said, we'll give you 11,000. The Eagles were offering him 8,000, so he jumped. Live guy. So he's a two-way player in Winnipeg. Picked off five passes in a game for the Blue Bombers in 1953. At the end of 56, um, he was an all-star. He took the head coaching job in 57. He won four league titles, 58, 59, 61, 62. Vikings hired him in 67. Um, hated Vince Lombardi. Thought huh. he was a bully. Uh, in Bud six- Grant had an opposite personality. You could tell that yeah. he was just, he just, you could tell how quiet and stoic he was from his sideline demeanor to the interviews with him. Because don't kid yourself, gang, for us children of the 70s, yeah. Bud Grant's Minnesota Vikings were an every year Super Bowl contender. They went to four Super Bowls in what, an eight year stretch? In his first, yeah, in his first year as a coach, 0 4 Minnesota played 3 0 1 Green Bay in Milwaukee. Uh, they were the defending world champions after winning the first Super Bowl nine months early. Minnesota upset him 10-7, to first win of Grant's career. Grant went to shake hands with Lombardi. I put my hand out. He wouldn't shake hands with me last time I ever talked to him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he also, uh, he's a big outdoors guy. He coached 18 years for the Vikings. He won 11 division titles, four NFC championships. But in his later years, he did this. Do you remember this? Did you ever see the story that he had of a garage sale every year? No. Oh, every year. So I, at his house in Minnesota, once a year, Bud would have a garage sale. And he put out Vikings memorabilia and such, right? And so, <laughs> he had people driving hours and hours to come. At 5 p.m., he would blow his old coach's whistle. And somewhere between 500 and 1,000 early arrivers <laughs> would flood his yard. No one comes on the property until 5 o'clock. They'll be respectful. To we're, get football gear, pretty much? Is that what you want? Like team-issued We're Minnesotans now. The crowds will come from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. They serve some fried perch while they're at Well, he had all fry. kinds of fish and stuff, too. He was a fishing guy, yeah, outdoors guy. That's what I know. But anyway, just I, just some things about Bud Grant that I didn't know. That's what cool. an athlete, what a what a man, uh, what a what a what a life. Yeah. So anyway, he he will be missed. And, and I just I think he was at the Vikings playoff game or something. I just saw him recently. You remember, you remember uh, let me take some of you in the audience. But he did look this. the same from like age 40 to well, 95. Think, think about this. <laughs> 1973. Yeah. Was 50 years ago. Yeah. So in 1973, Bud Grant was 45 years old. Mm-hmm. He looked 70, right? He was pretty, you know, well, he's he's gray, gray, gray yeah. young, and his yeah. teams were good. And do you remember? Let me take uh, people down a, um, uh, uh, a, you know, a wistful path here in broadcast history in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida, and some mm-hmm. of the greats that have come through here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kristen Dodd, the weather? girl that worked over here at Channel 17 and her husband, Mike Tank. I think you knew Mike. Blonde hair yes. guy. He also did some reporting yes. and some other stuff. Sort of, yes. He's from Minnesota, right? Okay. And I think it's I think it's the granddaughter. He dated Bud Grant's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of stories. He was around him a lot. Okay. So, he had, you know, he had a lot of stories about yeah. him and such yeah. back in the day. But, again, it's been so long since I've seen Mike and Kristen and those folks. I don't remember the specific stories, mm-hmm. but I do remember mm-hmm. the tie to, mm-hmm. uh, to Bud Grant, who I could have sworn even back then had already passed at the age of 85. So, the fact that he was 95 when he passed yesterday is amazing to me. All right, come kind, come correct, come courteous to E right now. And E, if you call right now at 641-1010 and you are those three things, 
what are you going to win? If you're those three things, you're going to get a pair of tickets to 1964 Tribute to Thrush at the Thrasher Horn Center mm. on April 13th. It That's was just, a hell of a year, 1964. Well, a lot of people say that was yeah. the year you were born. No, it wasn't. Uh, oh, you were born a year earlier than that. That's correct. Wow. Ooh, that's a big one coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, let's get into some 50, tourney. Think, let's do a little, little tourney talk when we come back. Tourney talk. Yeah, a little bit. Just some news and notes from the bracket. I, look, this isn't the show where we're going to go through. I will tell you who's going to win. I'm on, on board with my I'm team. Right, I can at least give you a four. I'm going to write it in pencil. I haven't filled out the whole My team beat your bracket. team again. Your team beat my team yeah. again. Yeah. Texas beat Kansas yeah. again. Yeah. Good luck doing that in the tournament. Yeah, bring it. This is a trail. <laughs> All right, uh, we're back. I got a couple tough questions for Emmanuel Thalarand. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Uh-huh. While the Knicks were kicking the Lakers' rear ends last night, LeBron was sipping wine on the sideline. Your thoughts about I the I don't Knicks. like that look, E. What is this look where he sips wine on the sideline? I, I don't know that he was sipping wine. I'm throwing that out. I was, I was baiting him. I was <laughs> baiting him. I know. Uh, I didn't but like his glasses. Your I don't thoughts about those. the Knicks destroying the Lakers? Okay, they beat night. them by four in the final seconds. They didn't destroy. Them. That doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother. AD you. No. took it hard, and the, the, and, and the Lakers fell out of the play-in by the, the tiebreaker. Lakers, now, will, Lakers will make it, but well, but you say that that's not guaranteed. Uh, also, notice uh, noticeable from the uh, NBA. Um, Brooklyn's playing pretty good. Well, they have an they interesting better. collection. They're they're yeah. gonna they're, they're not bad. They're gonna hold on to the, one of those top six seeds. And this is one of the things you must teach little gritty E going forward when uh-huh. he's up for all these awards, like when he's sitting at the Heisman Trophy, et cetera. You know, and he's and if God forbid he doesn't win it, you always have to be gracious, right? Gracious Absolutely. is key. So let's say like uh, let's say uh, E Jeff and Dan were all up for. Uh, uh, best personality on the best sports show of the year. The nominees are E. Emmanuel, uh, Jeff Prosser, and uh, the media mogul Dan Hicken. Uh-huh. And the winner is, okay, and let's say the winner is Twitterless Jeff. And me and E sit there and... and <laughs> Clap. We go, oh, yeah! <laughs> I mean, we don't think that at all. We're pissed because we want to win. Sure. But, we're, but we go, yeah, we're gracious. That a baby Jeff! Yeah! <laughs> right? I've known well, guys do live shots together on TV while they're holding the mic. They're flipping each other off down yeah. below. Ways. Well, but last no kidding. night, like a true story. Last night, Dan knows what I'm talking about. Last night, Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett was uh-huh. not playing. Uh-huh. No, Jamie Lee won. It, All the other budge. girls. Oh, that's great. That's great. Angela's just like she ain't budge. She didn't budge. <laughs> she didn't budge. She didn't. Budge. Jamie Lee won for my movie of the year, Halloween. Yes, yes. I don't think it was Halloween. I think she was in Top Gun. I think yeah. she had a. I don't think she. Was I think in she that. had a new Top Gun scene win. In Top Gun. Top Gun won. I know they won Best Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah that, what does that do? Highway to the Danger Zone. I got my Hollywood Entertainment. What about Riri not winning an huh? Oscar? She shows up. She's pregnant. She yeah. performs. She performs. And they yeah, don't give her the Oscar. Oh, well, hey, I'm this, not coming back. This ain't the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> By the way, the Guggen Nation is uh, like unbelievable to me. We got to talking about the, the tree, about Holmes, and me meeting up with him Friday at the golf. Mm-hmm. That was like a not like nine thirty. We were talking about that. Okay. Well, sure enough, I get set. I go out. I walk out. I meet. I, I saw Mr. Eden Kendall. Did he have I, on the straw hat? Of course by the way. he did. Okay. I saw Mr. Eden Kendall and an mm-hmm. old college friend of ours. Walked out to 17 with them. I found. Just looked for the straw hat. I found it. Mm-hmm. 
didn't quite nail the outfit, came awful close, and then we walked down, we hung out at 12 Green and, you know, okay. had a couple of ultras. And was it risk-reward on uh, Friday or was no, it? No, it stunk. We didn't know that when we went there. Yeah. yeah. The last two days they were hitting the green. That day they were laying up. But, man, we hadn't. We were walking down and a guy comes up with his Guggenel out of nowhere, taps me on the shoulder, takes a look at home and says, nope, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like 15 minutes after we're talking, <laughs> as to the outfit, I said, I don't know, dude. I was pretty close. We had no cargo shorts, just plain khaki kind of shorts, uh-huh. but, but a stylish uh, material. Um, and then he did have a golf shirt on, more of a charcoal gray golf shirt, but sure, it's sugar. He, he had that straw hat. I asked him, why do you got to wear that, man? Can't you just wear a baseball hat? You're pretty stylish. Put, no. Put a, put a tireless no. cap on. No. Just do it for me. Yeah. You're going out with Nance? Put the straw hat on. Mm-hmm. Y'all go walk around... You know, the village, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so to speak. So, anyway, that was impressive. Um, so, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I saw a Hollywood performance, and little did I know it was coming on the heels of our guy taking some serious flack today. In fact, I texted you early Sunday morning. What I'll do, E.T., if there's a game that I want to watch on at 1030 at night on Saturday night, I'll DVR that bad boy, and when I get up at, you know, 430 in the morning on Sunday, I'll watch the game. So I'm watching – I wanted to see Arizona and UCLA play. I like both those teams. I'm also curious about, the, you know, trying to gauge for – the wheel is real for our guy finally too, Hick. Yeah. When we get to March Madness talk, we're going to do the bracket. Suddenly it's not so easy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put his fate panic. in the hand. So, uh, But anyway, so I'm watching, panic. I'm watching the game, and this is not news. These guys have been doing it for a long time, but ESPN has really messed up the way where they've buried Bill Walton and Dave Pash. These two are like an Abbott and Costello routine. They go at each other hard, Hick. I know. In fact, they go at each other so hard, and I enjoyed this. I, I texted, and I said, man, I, I DVR'd this game. I'm watching it. I, I'm enjoying Bill Walton and Dave Patch as much as I am at Arizona UCLA. And they and they're just, it's just constant tongue-in-cheek sarcasm towards each other. It's it's, And it would sound like they hate each other, Dan, if you didn't know. <laughs> but they say things like this, and before you respond, I'm, I, I'm, I'm quoting the story here because that becomes part of the story. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm enjoying the Saturday night. And, you know, how, just in general, Walton, too, he has been a action figure hero for so much of the year. He they now seem to have a lot of... Something uh, to be a Disney princess. They seem to have a lot of clips on oh, uh, yeah, for the day sure. after yeah. that particular game. So they must have had their A games that oh, that Was it? Yeah, because they were just, it was nonstop. And if you YouTube, yeah, this has been going on for years. They've been working together for you. So there's a comfort level of, like sometimes I'm sure people can listen to me and you make little these little sarcastic jokes at each other and they wonder. Mm-hmm. And then we fight it out and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. This is what he said to his broadcast pass, uh, partner, Dave Pash, the night before in the semifinal round. <laughs> As he was calling Arizona State's win over, I'm sorry, two rounds earlier, as he was calling Arizona State's win over USC. He was he was talking about um, the in-game host in the arena and his broadcast partner, Dave Pash, and he's saying this on the air. Um, I will spare you my Bill Walton impersonation. I'd like to hear it, please, sir. <laughs> like manna not- falling from the sky. <laughs> he does it's not- Guinness. He does not need a little chair because he is a giant in a world of shriveling midgets. Ooh. And speaking of shriveling midgets, oh, what, no. what was your name again? Oh. He asked Dave Pash. His, oh, dear. Well, apparently the American Association of Little People aren't oh, so happy. I don't like that. With the Little People of America nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that provides support ah. and information to people of 
with short statures and their families caught wind of the language and they were not happy with what they heard. They don't like that. To those who use the term midget or any terminology that further stigmatizes people born with dwarfism are asked to educate themselves to eradicate this word. The organization said in a statement, adding that it was, quote, deplorable and inexcusable. Well, if you don't want Uh, to, I won't use it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only experience we've had on is we had two of the little people wrestlers in with us, and Pat Point Blank asked them, and they used the M word. They did. That's what they said they prefer. So, I mean, each his own, I each guess. Each his own. I, I, I couldn't help, as I read more about this story, I couldn't help reading a headline that I wondered in 10 years that it won't be offensive itself. Mm-hmm. And the headline was this. Bill Walton facing backlash for deplorable and inexcusable use of derogatory terms against dwarves. I'm telling you, dwarf is not going to last this. Dwarf will not stand up to this scrutiny. No. Dwarf will also be description non grata sooner rather than later. Within 10 years, you, <clears throat> you, you, you shall not have said dwarf either. I believe you may be correct. I believe you may be correct. Uh, but nonetheless, Little people. They, uh, they went at it tooth and nail, and it was a good game. UCLA led pretty much the whole way, and Arizona came back at the end. And UCLA had a three ball to win it, and they missed. And away we go with uh, those are the two marquee teams from out west. So the neat thing about Selection Sunday is when they show the teams that aren't sure if they're getting in, get in. Those are the best reactions. Arizona State and Hurley, he jumped in his pool with his kids. Uh, Nevada was excited. They play each other. So when you're on on that bubble, North Carolina said, we're not going to play in the National Invitation Tournament or North Carolina. That's weak, by the way. If you're going to complain about being snubbed, to turn around and and snub yourself, that's mm-hmm. weak. Uh-huh. Go play uh-huh. in the NIT. Okay. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought, listen, I don't get as rich into the snub. If, you, if you're if you battling to be 34, 35, you ain't winning more in a game anyway, whatever. I mean, it sucks for those fan bases. If you're a Clemson fan or an Oklahoma State fan or any of the four Vanderbilt who are on the bubble, I get it. I think the mistakes are more made in where they seed people and how they send them. Yeah. I think they make bigger mistakes there. Yeah. Like, in what world is Tennessee a higher seed than Texas A&M? In what world? Yeah. Texas A&M yeah. beat them straight up. Yeah. They beat them by three games in the conference standings. Yeah. They went to the SEC tournament final. The NCAA tournament. Well, Tennessee did beat, again, and it, and it must matter. December must matter. Tennessee beat, two, beat Kansas, and Tennessee beat, who else did they beat? Yeah, Gonzaga? But, yeah, but here's, here's, they the, beat so, here's somebody the problem. Else. They lost their point guard. He's out for the year with injury. Uh, yeah, and they're playing terrible lately. They're, I'm not gonna. I'm just saying. Yeah. And 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 the reason I bring that up is because North Carolina lost to Alabama in like overtime by a point. So if North Carolina had beaten Alabama in that game in December, would they have gotten in? I well, guess is my I, question. I, maybe I would assume they would have. And I was surprised at how many people are picking Alabama to win the Natty last well, night. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah, they're of all the good teams, they're the only one that doesn't have something that's wrong. Well, there's a couple things that are wrong, but yeah. I mean, injury-wise, personnel-wise, yeah, yeah. they're past that. Yeah. They weathered that PR storm. No one's yeah. talking about that anymore. Yeah. They're now back to mm-hmm. talking about what an unbelievable player Brandon Miller is yeah. and how Alabama's the best team in the country. Yeah, Alabama, I think, went to Houston and beat them by like 30 earlier in the year. Did they? I think so. That's all they need. Uh, by the way— But I just—Texas A&M, however, should be the second highest-seeded team in the SEC, and they're not. That makes no sense. Keep in mind, the SEC— had eight teams selected. Hey, Duke's a five. 
Should they be a five? They should be higher. Yeah. Yeah. Higher sure. meaning four, three, two, or sure. one. Not six, seven, eight, No, nine. they're playing great. You said higher. You could go five, okay, six, lower. seven, eight, nine. Well, higher. I don't I know mean, what you mean. Well, I mean, we always get into this, and we should know I think which way the higher going. seed is the we better seed. find which way? Higher is better. To me, to me, it is. Okay. You know what I meant. <laughs> if not, we over-explained. Uh, the, these, but Texas A&M got screwed being a seven. Duke is, that's not, and you're not screwing Duke. You're screwing the 12 that hasn't oh, played yeah. Duke. Oh, yeah. You know, they should get to play somebody, some four seed that's not a four. They I, should get to play. Like, Tennessee Duke play tomorrow. Who's winning? Seriously. I would say Duke. Right. Yeah. Tennessee's a four. Duke's a five. Make sense of it. Texas A&M's yeah. a seven. Tennessee's a four. Yeah. How? You can quibble with the seeds a little bit. The net ranking is how. Is that what it was? Yeah, 100%. They follow the net ranking? That, well, they use it somewhat as a guide. I bet you if we look at the net ranking, That's why you're going to find Tennessee. Texas A&M's lower. I bet you te- Texas A&M's like 30. You watch what they're going to do. All yeah. right, net rankings. This is the final one of the year. Where are the Gators? Are we out of the 68? I'll tell you. Should we have been ranked? Should we have uh, been Tennessee t- is four. Did we get snubbed by not getting in? Uh, this is through March 12th, so this is through the end of the year. I must make a point he ignores. I, I, I'm going to get to it. Can yeah. I do one thing at a time? Well, we got to hurry. Gotta no, Florida's not in the top nothing. Tennessee, Tennessee is number four in the net rankings. Four nationally. Well, that's why. Um, you could argue they'd be a number one seed. Then. Texas A&M is 19. They so were underseeded. Texas A&M won all those games in conference. They are a 19th in the net. They shouldn't be a seven seed. They should be a four seed. It's just the NCAA, it's, I, it should be punished. I think they did it on purpose because, listen to me. Last year, te- Here, here's why. Okay. Last year, Texas A&M went scorched earth when they got left out. Yeah, they accused them of not being on the up and up. Yeah, but it's they, a different committee this year. I know it? it's not. It's very similar. Same guys. Very, very, right. very similar thing, and they stuck it to them. All right, let's take a break. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, we'll talk more hoops. Plus, I've got Oscar headlines that I'm going to have what? Jeff. Uh, Jeff have to. Uh, okay, good. Have to. I get in trouble sometimes me. when I respond. Well, yeah. no, that's not true at all. I stand by every response to every headline you've ever. Uh, Do you stand by Florida 62 in the net? We got snubbed. We should have got in. Nah. 62. Well, you know, you got the drill. uh, (sighs) Why? We're back on the Monday morning quarterback divorcementonly.com. I I got sent an idea that's on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures that's so crazy it just might work. I'm listening. I, the older I get, the more I contemplate how certain things in society work, for the life of me, I don't understand this giving up an hour nonsense. Right. This is t- t- Today's a terrible day. There are so many people that didn't sleep worth a flip last night. They're getting their week off to a terrible start. They don't have enough sleep. When you lose that hour, it doesn't bother you on the weekend. It doesn't matter. Right. It's when it comes time for bed that night and suddenly it's still light outside or it's, you can't fall asleep because your clock is an hour ahead of time. And then when you get up today, and if you get up at 6 a.m. every day, well, it's 5 a.m. It feels like 5 a.m. I mean, I'm sure people are just tired and grumpy and all over. Okay. So I got this idea. Why can't this work? Make make the time change five minutes a day for 12 days. You hardly notice. You have a little countdown. Well, that'll throw so, everybody off. Why? Today at 2, uh, we yeah, throw it back to 5 till 2. Tomorrow, we, we throw it 10 till 2. We're 10 minutes late then, and then we're 15 minutes uh, late for the meeting. That's a dumb idea. No, it's not. <laughs> 
It is a great idea if you have any that sense is at all. One I mean, dumb idea. Well, for a guy that can't make it just across the bridge the to find Let's the Applebee's, go. you're yeah. true. I know. I mean, that is just yeah. plain out dumb. I love that idea. The fact that I recognize that that's dumb should tell you that no, that must be, be no, a dumb idea. No, because you're you what you think are good ideas are dumb ideas, mm-hmm. so it only mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. That Daddy thinks it's a dumb idea. That, yeah, that would be the other way around. <laughs> no, I disagree. I would sacrifice giving up five minutes a day. I don't think it would be too hard to keep up. I don't think your day comes down to five minutes one way or the other. Let me ever. tell you how many places across America. Again, you sit here and scream about the idiocracy of America. How about and, 15 minutes day, a day for four days? day four, you're 20 yeah. minutes late. My God, I'm no, sorry. I, I forgot about that five minute rule. Because here's another thing. Jeff said, we hey, E, do. here's another thing. Gee whiz, here's, that's dumb. Here's another thing you could do. And within like five or 10 years, nobody has their own clocks or schedules. Everything changes automatically. So anything that you refer to for your watch, you won't be late. Because when you get to 2 o'clock tonight, bink, it'll go back to 155. Uh-huh, yep. So settle down when it comes to your <sighs> Just, casting of dispersions. I mean, it's okay to sometimes admit when you're wrong. Just do it and move on. Let's get uh, let's get some uh, uh 25 reaction. years I've been waiting for that kind of response across the table here. <laughs> let's get some reaction. Years I've been waiting for. Oh, is that what we are? Now we're the admit when we're wrong guys. Yeah, I need some uh, some Oscars music. I need some reaction to these headlines. Okay. Uh, Jeff reaction yes, to these Oscar you. headlines. This is I what, am not a fan of you, the Oscars. Yeah, no, I've said you, some terrible things about it through the you years. Stand by those statements. One hundred percent. I'm okay. never going to repeat them. They're, oh, okay. Yeah, no. they're they're now private statements okay. that I have. Just e- checking. I may have even said publicly a few times through the years. Oh, you did say. But it. times change, and I'm smart enough to understand that if we're going to make it in this business for this long, certain opinions yet. You know, you talk about it at the bar with your friends because everybody will get a little knickered up if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Get their knickers all wadded up. Hollywood music right here. Yeah, Hollywood music. Okay. Dan gives the Oscar highlights. Jeff responds. Uh, Here we go. Uh, FCC right now, high alert. uh, (laughs) Hugh Grant slammed for rude responses during Oscar's interview. Total a-hole. Well, Hugh Grant has been slammed a couple times. Oh, dear. I think Uh, once in a public bathroom. So. Jenny the donkey and Colin Farrell become Oscar's meme. Who is, what, what is Jenny the donkey? Is she a, a Jenny person? The, they brought Jenny the donkey Jenny is a show. real donkey? A real donkey yeah. from the movie. They flew the Jenny the donkey in. And Jenny I'm, the donkey I'm guessing that. In the show last I'm night. I'm guessing that Jenny the donkey wasn't the only jackass at the Oscars mm. last night. Probably a bunch of those. Very nice. Uh, Morgan Freeman wears glove on left hand to Oscars. Here's why. I gotta have the details on that i cannot respond i don't could be an arthritic condition could be an ode to michael jackson i'm not messing with morgan freeman that voice there uh-uh uh viewers were left wondering why he was wearing a black glove on his left hand while people were concerned wearing a glove isn't out of the ordinary for freeman and there's a reason freeman who's 85 was in a serious car accident some 15 years ago his car flipped multiple times on a mississippi highway Accident was nearly fatal and left his hand paralyzed. Okay, well, there you go. And I he used the jaws of life to extract him from the vehicle. He was lucid conscious. He was talking, joking with some of the rescuers. Freeman suffered nerve damage and wears a compression glove to keep the blood flowing. So that's that's why Morgan Freeman is now 85 yeah, years young. I, I wouldn't. Wears a glove. Surprise. Oscar nominee Tim slammed for rude view-blocking outfit. I don't know who Tim is, so that's going to be hard to really... The songstress who was nominated for Best Original Song, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Oh, I know what's going on here. Or a puffy white gown that wrapped around the back of her head. Yeah, that's rude. You're going to have to go stand in the balcony. Oh, that is a puffy white... And if you do that, you know what? Here's the sad state of society. You You don't want to be behind her in the seats. Let me me tell you what the sad... Here's the sad state. If you do ask her to get up and move, 
you're somehow doing her wrong. Yeah. It's not about the, the costume that's blocking 41 people behind. You know what? I'm glad all 41 had their view blocked. The heck with all those people. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big Oscars fan. I like movies. I, they're fake, like the Oscars. And, and, and the people in, that and are And inevitably, there. and I don't understand how they miss this. I guess there's just so much in Hollywood going on. But inevitably, every year at the Oscars, we do the in memoriam, right? And, and they always leave someone out. Yeah, inevitably, they leave people out. So in, in memoriam, and I mean, they put people up there that we have yeah, no correct. idea who they right. are. A uh, choreographer, longtime choreographer, yep. costume designer Bill Jones, uh, uh, assistant producer in lighting Tommy Smith, right? I, inevitably, but yet somehow, Anne Hesh and Paul Sorvino, who we do know as actor and actress, uh, are left out. Now, are they left out on purpose? I think not. I think it's always an oversight. But every stinking year, we leave somebody out. They also, yeah. they also had the cocaine bear on with Elizabeth Banks last night. That was big. Did you see that? No. no. Yeah, the cocaine bear was... Uh, and then the cocaine bear went up to this uh, actress who's has a Nobel Prize, and it that, that little bit of comedy didn't work quite well. She wasn't in the mood for playing around with the cocaine bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> they, like, brought out a, a real bear? It was a... No, it was a, a, a like a guy in a bear suit, and, like, if we didn't have... Uh, audio-visual, you know, this is what the cocaine bear would have looked like. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, but the, the, again, that's a miss. You allegedly have, like, the most creative minds in the world. The Oscars should be so good every uh, year, and it just isn't. Yeah. They're just so full of themselves. I lost what little... Uh, E.T., you can appreciate this. I lost what little... Jimmy Kimmel did say in his monologue, if anyone in this theater commits an act of violence, you will be awarded the best o- actor Oscar and permitted to give a 19-minute speech. There's, he was. I thought his his monologue was decent. I thought he, he hit some good points. I like when they go at him a little bit, but they're so sissified at the, all those actors and actors. I mean, we've seen it, right? They've got no concept of reality. When you make a living pretending to be other people, what kind of life are you living? I wonder. But I lost all my dwindling respect I had left for actors. I'm going to throw this guy under the bus. I lost years ago mm-hmm. when the dude, you might not even remember. Did you ever see the show? What was the show called? Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. You see that with Tim Allen? Yep. You remember Al? The neighbor, right? No, Al was the guy who helped him. Yeah, with the beard. You Uh know, he's Al, the tool that helped Tim the Toolman Taylor. Right, right. So he's doing, he's touring in in some play or or whatnot. And I play golf with him as a a favor to a friend in the theater industry around town. We take him out golf. It's me and Baselli, Al from from Tool Time, and and another buddy, maybe. (laughs) And so... I thought Baselli, Baselli had to chew his tongue and swallow it to keep from insulting this guy and like sending him home crying. So Tony and I are dealing with in the throes of parenthood. We've got Tony's got twelve, I've got three, and all kinds of activities going on. And Al listens in on our conversations as we're going along the day. And Al is currently touring and he's doing a play where he's a single father of an eight-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and proceeds to tell us, you know, I've been doing this show with this girl you know every day now for four months i really feel you guys i mean i know what it's like to be a father that's what i said i i, I got son i will, like out son i'll grab you by the beard and i'll take you over to my house and you you and leave you there for three days and you let me know how what it's like you know this dude thinks because he plays a father in a play that he has a <laughs> father-daughter relationship like this is a this is your believed it. He's in character. This is your thing on Hollywood then. You're correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I that's what it. it's about. I okay. mean, all the respect, any respect yes. I had dwindling for yes. 
for Hollywood actors and actresses. I was watching. I haven't watched any of the. Um, that's enough Hollywood music. It's driving me nuts. Thank you. E. Uh, I was watching some of the uh, the WBC World Baseball, and I love how the other countries enjoy the game in the stands. That's what you know. Uh, we need here. And so uh, somebody tweeted this out, and I thought this is a good point. And it has all the various flags. Like it has Puerto Rico and Venezuela and and all the different countries that are playing. The Dominican. And, it, and next to each one, it says World Series Energy, World Series Energy, World Series Energy. And then it has the Stars and Stripes, Spring Training Energy. We lost last night to Mexico. We got thrashed. You should never have a team of Major League five. All-Stars playing a team that has like two or three guys in all of Major League Baseball and lose. Ever, ever, ever. What's the nickname of El Mexico? El Tree? El oh, Tri? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, T-R-I, El Tree. El Tree. I, I, but that's the soccer. I don't know if that's the baseball. I also refer to them in baseball as El Tree. I don't, I don't think so. that's true. I don't, I don't know, though. Tree is short for yeah. triple, I believe. No, I no? don't think it is. No. Okay. Not at all. Well, so, anyway, we did lose. Yeah, we did. And, there, and uh, now if we lose again, I, I, we'll probably be out. I, I tell you, baseball's a funny sport. I saw a, I saw an electrician from the Czech Republic strike out Otani. Yes, he did. I turned on it, you know, again, I'm up at an odd godly hour. There's a game on at 5 in the morning, wherever they're playing. Yes, it is. And, yeah, here is Shohei Otani as the Czech Republic was shocking the host Japanese, one of the top seeds in the tournament. Czechs actually had a lead, and I saw Otani batting, and sure enough, the dude pitching was an electrician. An yeah. electrician yeah. from the Czech Republic. Strikes out Shohei Otani. Crazy. Go figure. But the 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 baseball story of the weekend just assaulted my sensibilities and it 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 will now be the poster child for what has gone wrong with umpiring. Umpires <laughs> gone bad have, about the ne- college game. have never showed their backside worse than this idiot at this Southern League game. That was a bad one. It's beyond bad. Are you talking about the I'm talking college about the guy game? yes. New Orleans? Yes. Yeah. Well, you said Southern League. I didn't oh, I, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a Southern Conference. Baseball game. It okay. was a yeah, right. It was it was a guy didn't like the battery. Didn't like a complaint he gave. He called him back. To, uh, he called him out on back to back. Well, he got personal, and, and the batter the batter was wrong in the first part. But and I and by the way, not to be a hypocrite, I've said I would do this if I was if I was umpiring like uh, little league games. You know how like, uh, the kids will throw the bat and they'll trot down to first when you call it a strike. I don't like that. I would say the next pitch I'd call a strike, and that's what this dude did. It was a foot and a half outside and yeah. low, and my man rung him up to end the game. The catcher, the catcher, he I'll give solid. Yeah. He went and grabbed him because he knows the, that's baloney. Every, yeah. Well, regardless of what the player said to him, the umpire's supposed to be the grown-up in the room, yes, and they're is. just not anymore. They're boorish jerks. Well, that was bad. Spe- and the Major League umpires are the worst. They're the worst officials in any sport. Oh, dear. The ego, the oh, incompetence. No. Oh, it's no. just mind-numbing. Oh, gosh. So. They're doing it, the best they can. They, they, they fired the guy, at least. The they comp- said, Yeah, the I com- they suspended Whatever. Him. He's not going to come back. You cannot act that way and ever manage again at, or, or umpire again at any level. You can't do Little League games. You're not equipped. You don't have it between the ears to be an umpire Probably should. if you do that. Yeah, yeah. It's- because, I mean, literally, game, when I tell you, I mean, these balls are like now, let me say this, bouncing let two me feet say outside. This. Like, fans, parents, real jerks. I mean, in constant bickering and moaning at games. Constant bickering and moaning. And, but... And then they turn around and say, and the umpire finally has enough and he does something. And then they say, well, that's part of the game. That's part of the game, buddy. Well, yeah, it is. And the umpire does have to have, you know, 
yeah. put blinders on and no, not put, listen and not put, deal with it and yeah. just laugh put at it. Put the earmuffs on. But it still doesn't give you the excuse no. to stare yourself in the mirror and be a total a-hole 100%. from behind the face. That's I'm, all I'm saying. I'm, and I, look, I am not. Let's be very clear. All right, very clear. This is not directed at any umpire below the high, the high school or below. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I'm, I'm not talking about little leaguers and little kids. In fact, right. I was often embarrassed by when my kids were playing all-star baseball and travel league baseball mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. I became so embarrassed with how parents were acting. I would leave and go stand out by the outfield fence, and my son was like, well, what are you doing here? I don't you to know how that these grown-ups are acting is completely, completely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And you're, they're calling every, you know, just, it's a joke, man. It's a, you're embarrassing yourself. I told them that and, and walked out and, and left out there. So I'm not talking about Understood. getting on 10 year old umpires Understood. or high school, even, but if you're yeah. a college umpire and whenever you're umpiring quote unquote adults, you got to be the biggest adult in the room. And mm-hmm. they just seem to be a little too thin skinned and vindictive. I don't know. All right. So the Jaguars aren't on any transactions list from what happened in the NFL over the weekend. But I thought it was a big offseason win for Jacksonville. What do you got? When we return next, the Monday morning quarterback, divorcebenowen.com. All right. 835. Good morning, Jacksonville. Hanging out here on a Monday edition of the drill. Oh, what a weekend. What a weekend in sports. By the way, our guy Caglione hit a couple more yeah. home runs. Jack Caglione for the Gators. Uh, I think he's up to 13 now. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh uh, pretty incredible. In fact, on Daisy pitches, he's got like he's got like five home runs. I mean, he's just rocking and rolling. I think he's got thirty RBIs, hitting a high number. So Gators had an easy uh, sweep. Although they had a struggle on Friday night against Siena, who was like two and twelve, and they mm. had to take a bus ride down. And they played a lot better on the weekend. Uh, they open, I believe, conference play with Alabama coming up uh, this week. So. Alabama, the number one overall seed in the basketball tournament. That's never happened before in the, in the history of the school. So I don't think they've been a top seed, much less the number one overall seed. But Bama got that after winning the SEC tournament uh, yesterday. Look, there were some names flashing in the headlines this weekend. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey traded to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Ron Payne re-signs with the Commanders. Our old buddy Quincy Williams. The Jets keep him. Tayshawn Gibson uh, remains with the 49ers. We... We saw the Giants re-sign Sterling Shepard to a new deal. The Bills and their all-pro linebacker, uh, Matt Milano. We had a big trade in the NFL with the Panthers sending the number or uh, getting the number one pick from the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't hear me mention the Jaguars there or Jawan Taylor or any other member of the organization. Yet, I feel like what a huge win the Jags got in the offseason process this weekend. A potentially huge, huge win. Okay. Because it because our AFC South rivals will indeed not be getting Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Oh, no, they won't. Which is certainly where this draft was headed. One, yeah. Indy was going to get one, and Houston was going to get the other. Well, unless Anthony Richardson goes one. <laughs> well, and again, you, you wonder, but I, I can't imagine that the, that they would have felt they needed to move that high. Why not change with the Cardinals at three? Yeah, you would think. Right? I But, but if you moved, I will say this. I find it comical as I watch this story break over the weekend. The trade story. I found it comical to suggest at all that the Panthers don't know who they want. You have to know who you want to make that move, man. You're not making that move just so you think, can. I don't think you have to. I think I, you want to control the board. Yeah. And and we're not 100% sure yet, and we'll see how it breaks down. But right now, we're well, certainly they have their opinions. Like, you got to remember, you got Frank Reich, right? Uh, you've got McCown, right? He's up there as a coach. 
You've got uh, Jim Caldwell. Remember when they almost gave McCown the job or at least interviewed him for it? I think that was in Houston, wasn't was it? Was it? Uh, you've got Jim Caldwell, who's got a great experience of quarterbacks. And then I think they got the guy who was in Seattle. Is it Fittner with Russell Wilson? Um, and so there could be a bevy of different opinions right now. I, I and I and I hear you. You're right. Maybe they just want to be so able to decide between just, two. You know, I, I don't. I I don't. I Scott think, Fitterer is his name. I think they've done enough between their interviews at the combine and the film that they've watched they that they know who they want. And by the way, how could you? Know, what is going to change? I mean, these guys evaluate constantly, nonstop. What could possibly change your mind about your quarterback in the next month, other than some off-field incident or an injury? I mean, you got to know by now. There's nothing that they can do it. No, there's a lot. How? Of, what? What at this stage is going to differentiate I mean, one from the so, other? Well, like C.J. Stroud. Okay. Who had the? If if you said if I said to you, Jeff, who played the best game of quarterback last year? Okay. In the in college football. Okay. Pick one. I would have said C.J. Stroud hanging all those points on Georgia. Okay. I mean, he tore them up. How's that, that going to change next week, a week from it's today? It's not going to change. That's but my it's point. Like, so here's my, well, but, but there's this, but there's that. There's all these little pieces and it just, I don't know. I don't. I think that we, my, my I point. I just don't agree. I don't my, think they have it. My, I don't think they know you. My point would be they, oh, they've. They've moved all these pieces around. It's, yeah, and they were going to keep It's moving. almost the end of March. Sometimes you and do. They, can't they always keep, talk about over-analysis. I get it. You do too I much. Get it. You know, you I get go- it. I, I'm going to stand by they know who they're picking when they make this trade. Okay. Because I don't know what further could change your mind. That's an awful lot to give up if you're not sure, Dan, to me. Yeah. I mean, that better be a specific. If you're giving up two firsts, two seconds, and a Pro Bowl receiver, you, it better be, well, we just want to be able to choose between two, but we don't know yet. Yeah, let's put ourselves in control. Let's <clears throat> let's have that get, in our back pocket. Sure. Let's make the best decision we can for the organization. Let's make sure we do the most amount of work. But we feel like there are a couple guys here who are going to be really good NFL quarterback franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. We've got to make sure we get the right one. I agree with we all that. We can't take. I don't think there's anything we else. We can't can be take done, Baker Mayfield. We can't take. What was it? We don't Josh want Lamar. Rosen. We can't oh, you mean, take. Yeah. We can't Sam take Darnold. Sam Darnold, but we can take Josh Allen. Right. Well, Josh Allen was the third one that year. Yeah. You know, so. Can't take Johnny Manziel. Can't take Johnny Manziel. I'm just, again, you know, you also can't take Blake Bortles. We can go down this line yeah. list for a long but time. But I'm saying in that particular year, there were five first-round picks, and two of them hit. Yeah. 40%. Lamar was 32nd. And then there was the year that. 31st. Or now, these guys, weren't for, these guys weren't drafted. I don't disagree with the anything top you're saying. Like, 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 like yeah. uh, uh, the year. Um, Gabbert and Ponder and Locker. Remember those three? No, I three? get it. I, I'm not whiff, di- whiff, whiff. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with anything you say. I'm only saying I think the the, the Panthers are a lot further along in making that decision. It might and, be. And I would suggest nothing can happen between now and then that should change your mind. You've had three months to evaluate. You've interviewed them all. You've gone over the tape. You've seen them work out. You, there's, I remember. You've, you've looked I'll at the medicals. One. I'll give you one that could make me change my mind. I remember a story about a certain wide receiver uh, who shall remain nameless, uh, last name rhymes with Pooper, who came through the Jaguars, and the Jags had the number, I don't know, three pick that year maybe, and there was Pooper. So he's talking about Amari Cooper. Personal Fowler. And who was the other guy they were thinking about? I can't remember. It's a painful man. I, st- I shoved those down. There's th- there three guys that they were really digging into. 
And the story I heard, whether it's true it like or not. like Sammy Watkins' year, maybe? No, that was no. Bortles' year. Okay. And, and, and whether it's true or not, the story I heard is that Pooper came through for his interview and was totally not into it. Yeah. Like, and basically, I don't know if it was his play of don't pick me or his play of, you know, I remember that's hearing that. who I am. I don't know. I get but that. But if something like that happened, that's so that may make me think, I, yeah. I don't want this guy. Well, they've already here. interviewed these two cats, though. Well, they, yeah, but I'm sure the they Jags didn't tra- interviewed Pooper yeah, at the, the combine. The Jags didn't trade up to get Pooper, is you put him or whoever it might be. So <laughs> I just don't want to name names. Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, they're going to take who they take. It will be a quarterback, that's for sure. And yeah. Whether or not they know who it is, right? I would say if you're going to make a move that big, you better know already, and you better be you. You, you need that much conviction to make this move work. I don't move. The, I don't make this move if I'm not. There's a couple or three options. Maybe I think no. I got to know. Okay, that's you know that's Trevor Lawrence. That's that's Joe Burrow. That's Patrick Mahomes. You know mm. I need to know that's who I'm getting. So we'll see if they're right. Um, you know. Meanwhile, the Bucks and the Falcons sit there, thumbs, you know, firmly in the backside, doing nothing while the I, quarterback I, position is addressed in the in the in their division. I laud Carolina for making a move. Me too. I mean, I you listen. Me step too. into the arena. Because everyone's giving the, the, you know, they're giving the Bears A plus, sure, and the, that's fine, and the Panthers a B. No, you 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 only have one shot. Not like, if you get them, right? Not if you get the right guy. I think, and the more closer I get, and I understand the the, the CJ Stroud love is bigger. I'm going you, Bryce Young though. I'll give you a, I'll I give think, you a different scenario that I'll I think ta- is ludicrous. To like your you question say, though, yeah, I'll take Bryce Young at Tennessee with yours against Georgia. Now, granted, the defense isn't as good. That kid played quarterback at, at Tennessee that afternoon. I, I've never seen anything like it. He's making throws while they're killing yeah. him. He's throwing him into the. I mean, what what did he have that day? Yeah, but Tennessee's defense wasn't I get close it. to Georgia. I hear you. So I'll take. I'll keep Strouds. Stroud doesn't get talked about. Maybe it's just down here. Maybe they talk about him more. But it seems like it's always Young and Richardson with us. Well, no, I think Stroud is viewed way ahead of Richardson even here. But yeah. but I mean, there's a reason for Bryce Young. That doesn't have to just be here. He's a Heisman winner. He's and more accomplished. Yeah. I'll give you one that bothers not that bothers me, but one that I think is is ludicrous. And you might say, "No, I don't think it's ludicrous." And then we'll argue again. Uh, but like you say, you think Carolina's set on who they're going to pick. I think it's silly that people will say, "Well, Carolina may trade back down again to recoup some of their losses well, and still get their guy." No, that no. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go jump up to number one, you got to control that's, the board. Yeah, you want to no control sense. the board if you're. And you're always taking a risk if you trade back down. All right, I, I want to play a quick game of high-low before we go to break. Uh, then we'll come back and talk some, talk some basketball, talk about the tournament a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you catch – I caught one headline from the XFL this weekend. Is there anything from the XFL that stood out to you this weekend? Yeah, I saw a picture of um, – I saw a picture of uh, a game in St. Louis, and there looked like there was a lot of people there. Damn it. That's what I saw. Well, I was going to play high-low, but we can't play if you, if you saw that. Oh, part. there was a good yeah. crowd. 38,000. Okay. And it was a spirited. It wasn't like well, a, St. Louis a phony. Is, uh, yeah, they, they were, they're hungry for football. Yeah. And they got A.J. McCarron. They got a decent draw there. They have, well, you know. It's not that. It's just that they want to support football. They, they got screwed and they want to get a 100%. franchise back. But 38,000, it's an XFL record. And if you're going to somehow try and settle in and make your – ultimately, we've got to – this is so simple. And I guess the NFL never wants to give up that much say-so. Mm-hmm. Just make it minor league. Make every XFL team belong to an NFL team, and put your developmental prospects there and stash them. And until they do it that way, it's so limited, and it may not even work that way. All right, uh, it's Monday morning quarterback divorce. Men only. All right, welcome back. Charging towards the nine o'clock. Nasty. 
and still we sit and wait. How do I know? How do yeah. I know if he really loves me? Yeah. Is what Green Bay is saying right now. Yes, they are. To AA Ron. Obviously, they don't want him back. I mean, the president came out and basically said, Pound salt, Aaron. We're ready to move on. I mean, it looks to me like his best options are the Jets or retire. If he wants to play, go to the Jets, man. Go to the Jets and play football. But my gosh, dude, it's. He, I guess he's at some flag football thing. Oh, it's coming soon. I mean, you're such a jerk. Yeah, bro. He's such too a much, jerk, man. man. I'm, I'm so over him. Honestly, if I was Green Bay fan who defended him for years and years, they're 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 ready to. They turned on him. It, well, even if they're not ugly about it, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, it's probably just it's time. It's time. I mean, it's time. Just l- l- let me. I, I mean, I can say th- I can say this with utmost certainty. Mm-hmm. If if Aaron Rodgers stays and plays another two years in Green Bay, or however long he's going to play, they're yeah. not. They they can't win the Super Bowl. No, I mean they didn't make the playoffs this year, Hick. Right. And they're not going to. He's not going to win the Super Bowl in New York. But he'll get the. I will say this: He doesn't seem like how to be a good fit in New York. He's such a so so quirky. Mm-hmm. And the New York media is they don't play right. No, you're not getting that Green Bay. You don't. <laughs> you don't tell the New York media to R E L A X, or you're going to get you know K I L L E D in the papers tomorrow. You say R E L A X up there in Green Bay. Oh, it's charming. It's cool. It's Aaron. You say that stuff about a one and four football team in New York, and they're gonna middle F I N G E R you. So, um, but look, if if you're, I would take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat if I'm the Jets. It's easy to be cynical about, but I, I would expect that Aaron Rodgers' impact on the Jets wouldn't be a whole lot different than Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. Dan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm seeing this, and this is exciting to me. I think, don't we? Every day is something national, something day, right? National Taco Day, national oh, for sure. uh, uh, Juicy Fruit Day, national uh, Hug Your Friend Day. Na- oh. You know, well today. I skipped that one. Today is a great one. I like National Personal Space Day. Today is a fantastic day. It's National Napping Day, and with the weather we have outside, uh, it's it is nappy today. It, it is a perfect uh, situation. Yeah, so National happy, Workplace Napping Day. Happy National people, Napping Day. Uh, people actually like. Just unabashedly nap in the workplace, do they? Well, they should. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Just go ahead and get yourself a nap. I don't know if, quote, they should. I'm not sure that's great advice to those well, Googans that are listening to us this morning and yeah. maybe heading into work today. We, I actually would, would suggest not napping in the workplace today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know there was a day for it. It almost sounds like it's... National Napping Day. Like endorsed, almost, is, is what it sounds like. Scotty Scheffler wins the players. It was a fantastic tournament, fantastic week. If you were bored by yesterday, that's fine. I get it, but I just love watching the golf. I love watching these guys. I love the storylines. I love Tyrrell Hatton shooting a 29 on the backside. He did something that I saw Rocco Mediate do some, gosh, I don't know how long ago, more than 20 years ago maybe, a birdie, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 coming in. I mean, 14 is such a hard hole. To birdie that and 15, 16 I can, I can get, but you still have to execute. 17, you got to hit a really good shot. And he did. Because a lot of those putts were, especially no, the, best, the, best. the putts from uh, away from the hole were breaking across. The, uh, and 18, the birdie. And he, you could tell he hit it in the pine straw in 18. Well, the best and he shot said of, to hell with it. Well, the best shot of, I was going <laughs> to say, of all those, the best yeah. shot of all was the approach on 18. Yeah. He drove it through the fairway into yeah. that stuff, and he hit a he hit a slice uh, low, under, and around the trees. Up and it to, ran up on the green. I almost hit and stopped. I don't know how that ball didn't bounce over and through the green. I believe they changed the uh, 
Pin location on Sunday on 18 for the first time in a long time. It used time. to be more in the front. That was kind of the, the Saturday. Yeah. It's back there when Perks won, though. Yeah. It's right where it was Oh, then. that was a long time ago. Well, I think it's been there also since then. But it's, I don't know. Well, I think I, I read somewhere it's the first okay. time in yeah. like 10 years right, they moved the pin sure. location. Yeah, don't But know I could be sure. wrong. I could be wrong. Well, but. the years run together. When you've covered as many of them as we have, they, they you know, if it hadn't been there in 10 years, doesn't seem like it. But it was, uh, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, man, he... He had, a five, I, he had a five birdie binge, and that was all I, short. I, He's kind of middling around the first seven holes, and uh, uh, we talked about um, Wu, Min Wu Lee, Lee Min with, Wu his, Lee. with his uh, triple on four. That kind of gave Scotty three shots clear of the field. Because he had tied him. Matsuyama got within one. Yeah. Matsuyama came all the way back, they but it's backwards. just so hard to yeah. shoot a 64 on Sunday. Um, and then Scheffler chipped in on eight, right? And he birdied nine with his – he's got – is he the best chip? Like, he's got the softest hands, man. He he's is so the best good around guy, the green. You know, again, there, there, yesterday, there's not a golfer in the world that would have stayed within five shots of, of Scotty yeah. Scheffler, and it played out. I so mean, he birdied 8, Ter- 9, 10, 11, and 12, right. and that was it. Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Hideki, Max yeah. Homa. These guys are good golfers, dude. They had they had years that some years would have won the players. Terrell Hatton birdied the last, was it six? Mm-hmm. You know, he shot 29 on the back nine. He had a charge for the ages. Scheffler just, just wouldn't. Wouldn't go away. In fact, I think Sheffield became just the third guy to go shoot in the 60s all four rounds. Just steady as she goes. Doesn't make the mistakes the others make. Doesn't make the big numbers. He, he doesn't walk off with a seven ever. All these other guys do. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, they make doubles and sometimes triples. And mm-hmm. and he didn't. But it was a very, you know, this this notion of, oh, it wasn't any good. And, you know, or, or comparing it to any other golf tour is asinine. This is a leaderboard that had Hatton and Hovland and Matsuyama and Homa. At the end of the day, that's where they ended. By the way, I love this reinvention of history because mm-hmm. there were people taking, you know, pot shots at the leaderboard and comparing it to live or others, right? Mm-hmm. I guess y'all don't watch the players. This happens every year at the players. Every year at the players, there's a, a number of of. Hardly known guys in the top 10. That's every year. Oh, yeah. That's not this year. And most years, it's a Cam Smith or a Rory or a Mickelson or somebody of that ilk who emerges and wins the tournament. But, I mean, because there was one point, oh, you're telling me. I mean, this is, it's, it's, tell me these guys, you know who they are. It's a Corn Ferry Tour event. That kind of nonsense, I guess. All right. Uh, this is from the NFL during the period beginning at 12 noon, New York time, March 13th. It's today. Ending at 3.59.59 New York time on March 15th, clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2022 player contracts at 4 p.m. New York time on March 15th. It's so funny because so now it's, it's what do they call it, tampering? Legal tampering. Legal tampering. But the illegal tampering has been going on Already. Since before, because sure. yeah, yeah, this so, weekend right. it just pushes the illegal tampering part <laughs> back, back a little, a little bit. bit is all and that so happens. I guess then free agency probably starts Thursday Wednesday. or Tuesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. At four o'clock, or neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> neither. <laughs> Wednesday at four o'clock. But somehow Wednesday morning we'll know the deals. We will, we'll know them today. At, yeah, because after the legal tampering starts, well, we're going to head and announce. The Jags them. had reached agreement with all those dudes last year, Ingram and yeah, all the guys that they signed last year. Today, huh. today, so. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, come back. Let's get let's let's dive into the hoops a little bit. Okay, we yeah, can Marsh do that. Madness. Let's. I, I, it doesn't have to be written in pen. Give me an idea on what you guys see as your final four. Plus the nine o'clock nasty. Oh gosh, just around the corner. Mm. 
It's Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. Make no mistake about it, North Carolina may look down there. Long, slender noses at the NIT. I'm sorry, sir. We're going to take a pass on your national invitation tournament. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of tournament we like to play in. Tournament. But make no mistake, in Gainesville, they were waiting with bated breath. Todd Golden, and needles. Todd Golden made it clear at the SEC tournament. He was asked, would they play in the NIT if offered? Absolutely. Anytime you get an opportunity to compete, you better step it up and grab it. As long as I'm head coach at Florida, we'll compete. So... Look, is the NIT where every program dreams? But no. But the fact that they're sixteen and sixteen and are a four seed, they got in easy. Mm-hmm. Like I, there was no sure thing that Florida would even get in the NIT. There wasn't. No. Okay. I don't think. I mean, it seemed it was up in the air. The cobbles being written. Uh, you know, the story going in was would they? Okay. I mean, you're five hundred. You're taking a chance. Yeah. Um. No buts for me about it. It sucks, but. I, I'd, still, yeah. I'd still do it. You watch a game. A game's yeah. a game. I mean, you, for the fans, you get to watch. And for the players, you get another shot. At, hopefully, you got some guys who you you know, you know want to count on next somebody year. Is, somebody is um, somebody in the whole Riley Kugel storyline circle is very misleading. I have a feeling it's the outside voices that are misleading. Kugel can't be any more emphatic than what he said when he was asked about remaining at Florida. His name is the one that's in the rumor mill that that some contender would try and come pluck. Mm -hmm. Being part of the program is just a blessing, he said. I definitely love this team. Every inch of me, I don't have any ideas of leaving this team through the transfer portal or anything like that. So when he talk about that, it's just a lie. I think it was the Gainesville Sun, and I saw it last week, um, so I don't have it in front of me, and I'm looking, but there was a story on SEC basketball budgets if I'm not mistaken and Florida was like 11th in how much they spend on basketball that's good Napier stole all the money to build his 80-man staff well I don't it just it annoys me and I, I just the whole and again how much is too much whatever but I don't know you, know, you may not know how much is too much, but you I do know Florida, how much is not enough. I remember 11th that, is not enough. All right, and You're I, a national title winner. And I remember this, and I remember I remember Florida State. I mean, and what Leonard was able to accomplish with what they they spent. Nothing. They don't even basketball. play on campus. Nothing on basketball. So, I, you know, the, again, um, it is what it is, and, 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 and I get it to a point. But, yeah, you should not be – I just saw it, and I can't find it, but I just saw it the other day, and I was like, good gracious. I think this is a reminder to a younger fan base. If you're in your 30s or younger, oh, wait, I think I'm a- if you're 30s or younger, you have this misinterpretation of Florida. You think Florida's a basketball power. Florida basketball, until Billy Donovan arrived, was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I know Lon Kruger had a Final Four run a magical year. Mm-hmm. I the t- Before Billy Donovan got there, Dan, in some... 70 years of basketball, they had won one SEC title. All right. One in 1989. So, Florida basketball before Billy Donovan, what you saw this year was a good Florida year. 500 team, making NIT. They never went to the tournament. Florida was never in the NCAA tournament until 1987. Yeah. So, this is not some fallback on your history and your legacy. SEC basketball program spent more than $163 million in total operating expenses. Um an increase of 40% over the previous year. Uh, Kentucky outspent Tennessee, the next highest spender, by nearly $7.5 million, $22.1 million in operating expenses. Ten SEC schools tallied more than $10 million in operating expenses. Kentucky, $22.1. While only four spent 
that amount or more the year before. Kentucky spending was up almost $5 million over the previous I, Is that NIL, year. do you think? Is that part of the spending? I don't know. Um, let me look here. 13 schools. This is uh, in current dollars. Alabama and Florida were the only schools for which data was available that spent less than they did in the 2018-19 fiscal year. Didn't seem to hurt Alabama Florida's much. real dollar spending went down from 9.7 to 8.8. Uh, Tennessee second to Kentucky in spending in the most fis- recent fiscal year. Georgia, Auburn, A&M, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, Alabama, and Missouri all incurred more than $10 million in spending. Only LSU, Florida, and Mississippi State reported less than $10 million in spending. Did you see the story on Keontae Johnson? Here it is. Here are the – hold on. Here it is. So Kentucky spent 22 Tennessee 14 Georgia 14 Auburn 13.8, A&M 13.5, Ole Miss 13, Arkansas 11.8, South Carolina 11.7, Alabama 10.9, Missouri 10.2, LSU 9.8, Florida 8.8, second to last. Uh, you know, and again, I don't know, and you wonder if that NIL, is that paid? What does for- that mean? I don't, yeah. it shouldn't be your basketball budget, at least what they tell us. That comes from an outside source. A lot of it is recruiting, obviously, but. Uh, as with total operating expenses, accounting may not be uniform from school to school. Some schools, for instance, may use university-owned airplanes for recruiting trips and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, it's just well. I mean, look, the it reality is, what it is, the, the, but reality, I mean, the reality is that Florida will go into the NIT. Mm-hmm. They face UCF at home on Wednesday, a game you'd like to think they could win. Mm-hmm. And then there's got to be some decisions made on what direction you're going to go. You'd like to keep. I think he'd like to keep Kugel, Richard, and Reeves. Is mm-hmm. As inconsistent as they may be, as some sort of core in the backcourt. Sure. And, you know, after that, I, it's all hands on deck. I mean, I, there's not a player really on the roster that, that would kill you if he left. Or would, would make or break you if he stayed. What were you telling me about Keontae? Uh, I just saw they did a they did a big story on ESPN. One of those kind oh. of cover story behind the, the scenes. But uh, of them surprising him at Kansas State with a rebirth day. December 12th, he has a rebirth, not just a birthday, oh. but a rebirth day, the day that he, and he talked more in depth than I've heard him talk about that okay. day. Okay. And about falling. So you can go uh, find that on, on ESPN.com probably or mm-hmm. uh, search. I saw it during the Van Pelt Sports Center, but it looks like one of those deals that was probably like on the Sunday morning, you know, those long form, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Retrospectives, I guess. Uh, rap sheet reporting it. the Browns have restructured Deshaun Watson's contract. Plenty of room to restructure there, creating thirty-six million in cap space. Uh, the cap conversion gives plenty of room for Cleveland to work in free agents. The Jaguars just don't have, even after all their moves, including the Shaq Griffin. I think I read they're like eight million dollars. They only have, they don't have any money. You know, it's going to be about. I, they just don't have any money. I don't. There have to be more restructures for the Jaguars to make any kind of splash in free agency. They do not have the money to re-sign Jawan Taylor. I do not have the money to resign even Arden Key, probably. I don't, I, I, I'm really nervous about this keep the gang together motif, mo, motif we're in here, Dan. Yeah. Especially on defense. I disagree strongly with just keeping the, the band together. I mean, Arden Key and Roy Robertson Harris and guys that, yeah, you like to have as contributed members of your football team, they all combine on a D line and contributed not near enough. Gus Edwards has agreed to a pay cut with the Ravens. Well, things happening in the NFL as we kind of move. Sure, around. and there'll be some news today with yeah. the official. A lot uh, of news. You know, uh, tampering gets started a little bit later today, and yeah. we'll, like we said, the secrets will. Oh, I be saw out this soon. too. Along lines of one of the things that you've been talking about, Jawan Taylor. Now, ESPN just put out a list of the top we'll one hundred available players in free agency, and now you know you take 
franchise guys. Like Orlando Brown is one, according to them. Javon Hargrave is two. Mike McGlinchey is three. There's two offensive tackles, by the way. Jamel Dean is four. Jesse Bates, the safety. Dalton Schultz, the tight end. James Bradbury, corner. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is eighth. Jawan Taylor, ninth. That's what I'm saying. That means ninth. 17, 18 million. The Jacks can't they Here's can't what they it. said. Taylor's an easy mover at 6'5", 312. Has the ability to mirror speed and handle power rushers who try to beat him on the interior. His pass block win rate last season was middle of the pack, 37th among tackles but has room to grow. Every NFL team wants to tackle with high-end trains and starting experience, which is why Taylor ranks high here. So, uh, Jawan Taylor uh, up there. Odell Beckham Jr., they got at 19. I wouldn't pay him $20 million a year. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, DJ Chark, former Jag, 28th as a receiver. Um, uh Arden Key is 37th with the positional flex to kick inside as a sub-package rusher. Key will have multiple suitors on the market given I, his again, age and production. I, I just, 11 I, sacks over the last two years. No, he had four and a half sacks last year. He wasn't enough, dude. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And we like these guys, and I get but we're he's all— He's still 27. Uh, he's yeah, young. Zero sacks in the championship game against a one-leg quarterback. We need to not just keep the band together. No, yeah. we don't need the chemistry of the core. I need to go get Leonard Floyd to get me get to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, again, one year, twelve Leonard million Floyd, right now. Got, Leonard Floyd, sixty third. I'll take him, but he is, is he what better he, than our. Well, he's, he's you older. know what though, yeah. he's not, and he's probably not an all around football player. But as a pass rusher, he's not sixty third. The dude's got. Has he not got double digit like sacks? Twenty nine sacks in three years. Right. Yeah. On a good team, the Rams is a good team, the Jags. That's the kind, when we sit here and talk about find that veteran pass rusher, find him. That's the kind of guy that you that we were talking about. Sign him for a year. That's what I mean. Yeah. You get a guy, he could be Calais. Calais had those kind of numbers. He wasn't a sixteen sack guy when he came here. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. I, I I I suppose Frank Clark will probably get more money, but there's another guy's pass rusher. Yeah, and I don't know if Floyd would take the. Maybe he would to play here in Jacksonville. You know, it's a, I said so, again, I said again, I said this two months ago, I would sign a veteran yeah, before I draft I one. think in Justin Flo- Houston's another guy. And Floyd wasn't available then. Well, Justin Houston's available. He had nine and a half sacks last year. I hear year. you. Um, he's much older. Though. I mean, Floyd's only four. Floyd's 29. Yeah. I mean, he's in this relative prime. You know, how much do you have to pay, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's, that becomes an issue. Yeah. So. Uh, and then that's a, and it's a fair question. But sometimes a guy will come do a one-year nine million with you on a contender to to get to the next contract. Baker Mayfield, 91st. I can't believe the reports that that's who the Bucks want, but I heard those this weekend. Yeah. I mean, what in the world, Tampa? Are you kidding me? Austin Hooper is a free agent again. Boy, he fell off. Your huh? guy. Yeah, yeah, that's so tight like end. Those, those tight ends are dangerous in There's free the agency. There's the choose number 100. That's it, huh? Yeah, Minshew will draw interest on the market as a number two quarterback given his ability to, re- to read it out quickly from the pocket, movement traits to escape and extend plays understands his own limitations as a thrower. Um, yeah. So chew. Um I, I hope I hope that the that the Falcons are playing possum. I, I really I I think that this is the biggest no brainer in the history of a lot of franchises. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has as much I believe I read they have as much or more salary cap room than anyone. You go get Lamar Jackson and you give him his five years, fifty million guarantee, whatever it is of a year. Give it pay him and get him mm-hmm. now. It's, it makes sense. It makes total sense. And maybe they are. Maybe we're 
you know, hashing it out. I don't know. Peter King wrote this morning. He has not heard one peep. He doesn't think Lamar. These he doesn't people think are crazy. There's a market for yeah. Y'all dumb. Y'all, y'all yeah. NFL guys. You're gonna go with Desmond Ritter over Lamar Jackson or Kyle Trask over Lamar Jackson or y'all are just dumb. You get what you deserve. You deserve to go six and eleven this year and then find out by the end of the year that well maybe we give Desmond Ritter one more year. Oh, okay. You do that. Yeah. You got it. Lamar is there and these teams that aren't jumping on a 26 year old former MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say this: Can you win a Super Bowl? And that's great. But when you're going six and eleven, can you go ten and seven? Yeah, it'll be fun to see what the Jags do. Jawan Taylor, Marvin Jones, we think will leave. Arden Key, we think will leave. Smooty Smoot may stay because he won't get a lot of money. Well, he's got the Achilles. Uh, you know, what are you going to do with Man Hurts as a blocking tight end? What about Dewey? Dewey's a free agent. Yeah, he's a cheap one. You can probably keep him. Yeah, those guys. I mean, I think you keep some of those guys, and those are the guys that may. But I just don't think you're. I don't know where the restructures come now to get more money. They literally, like I said, unless the fi- now you see different figures. Maybe this one's wrong, but I saw they had like seven million. That's it. I don't have a lot. Even after all the moves, you're right. They have seven million. What are you getting for seven million dollars? Not much, Dan. You're getting Correct. a couple or three of those little guys. You give them a you know a three million dollar deal or whatever. Or yeah. And actually, yeah. you can give three year deals and just make that the average for this year and back. However, you're going to do it. But guess what? Oh, old uh, sixteen there is going to be getting paid soon. Real soon. Right. That's Lots just what I'm saying. I mean, I, I almost wouldn't. 16, be- by the way, loves him some golf. Yeah, he does. That guy was out at the players like every day. My brother-in-law, who's SJSC, as you know, mm-hmm. um, was his, was his, you know, his squire. He's oh, did he? That took him around. Mm-hmm. And so he has a daughter that goes to Clemson. Oh. And so, it, you know, without. Beautiful. He's been around for a while. He's not the uh, fanboy go pushy, but it, it got to talk and said he had a daughter at Clemson and Trevor Lawrence may have called his daughter and talked to her for <laughs> huh? Yeah, he's the guy, man. Yeah. He's the guy. He, he's the man. He is. But when I was, I meant to tell you too, when I was leaving Friday after mm-hmm. hooking up with Holmes, mm-hmm. pulling out of our lot, you know how they drop off the Uber right there, like right next to us? Mm-hmm. Trevor was showing up with his uh, with his crew right then when I left on Friday. And then I saw him later Friday on the TV coverage. Yeah. He's, I mean, he was out there just about every day. Have you filled out a bracket yet, either one of you? No, no not yet. Do some work, man. We got pressure. Well, I mean, here. have we looked at it? Can we look at it a little bit? I mean, it's been out now for, you know, 15 hours. We don't have any ideas. Do you have a Final Four pencil? Sure, I don't want to share any of my ideas with you. Well, I mean, I don't, we're I'm about not, to go head we'll, to head here. We'll forget we? them in a minute. I may change mine just right now. First <laughs> glance. Give me, like, give me your eight. I told, I told you that. Give I, me who over who. I want your Final Fours. The audience is listening. They don't care about the wheel. They want to know what's going on. The sky keeps on turning. I got, I'm prepared with an eight here to tell you who I got beating who in the eight to give you my final four. And again, by the time I fill up my bracket by Wednesday, I may change it. Reserve the right to change it. Things happen. There are injury issues out there, Hick, and coaching illnesses that are hanging over this a little bit. Like UCLA, a really good team. They got a bad injury. They're missing an important player. Houston's a really good team. Their best player got hurt in their conference tournament this weekend. You know, is he a full go and healthy? Bill Self has not been with Kansas, and he wasn't the other night. They lost to Texas. Is Will he be back? You know, we've got Kansas trying to repeat, which is hard to do. So, Houston, Houston has opened as the uh, Vegas favorite. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. Their guy got hurt, one of their star players. So I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, Sasser. Yeah, that's what I just said. There's, there's Teams have injury issues. Mackey's boy, Marcus Sasser. No, do you no. remember Mackey? Had of the, course I do. Had the, yeah, the yeah. double Mac, clutching yeah. thing? Yeah, Mackey. Yeah, no relation. That's his son. No, it certainly is not. No relation to Mackey and Marcus? I couldn't think of the two M&M guys boy. that would seem more different. They didn't call them the M&M boys? Than, than Mackey and Marcus Sasser. No, I really I've, been, I've been big on Texas for a while. I told you this a couple weeks ago. And Texas has beaten Kansas the last two times they've played. I... 
I just got this Steve Fisher, Michigan thing. The the interim coach takes over Texas. You know, uh, I'm like given that guy the job already, haven't they? I don't think so. I'm like the ESPN commercial pros. I'm in Austin, Texas. It must be a sign. Texas is going to win it. Yeah, Blue Jay. Oh, Creighton. <laughs> yeah. Creighton in the commercial. That's, so I'm sort of like that. So I, I have know. Texas in the I have Texas in the eight. Well, I'll give you my. I'm the only one that does any due diligence around here and yeah. looks at the bracket and yeah, thinks, yeah, yeah. thinks maybe people might want to know what I think the yeah, next morning. Sure, I'm gonna, I'll sure. give you what I got. I gave you Texas. That's All what right. I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I want you know. It'd be nice to know who's meeting in the regional finals and who we're going with where yeah, we're going. We, from there. T- we could have a I'm Texas Houston give you that. showdown. You guys can steal them if you want. This is how I have it playing out. Again, subject to change. I've got Arizona over Alabama in the South. Yeah. Arizona to the Final Four. I got Duke over Kansas State in the East. Yeah. Duke to the Final Four. I've got Kansas over Gonzaga in the West. Kansas Mm. to the Four. Yeah. And I have Houston over Texas. You son of a beast. Houston to the four. That's where I have it for now. Again, some of of that might change. I'm going to try and... Very uh, chalky to me. What? I got a two and a five seed in the Final Four. Very chalky. Yeah. I mean, Duke is a five seed. I mean, it's like, I mean, you couldn't couldn't name anybody. E, let me give you some advice. My, my, like, my man here is te- thinks Texas is a six seed. I yeah. guess. E, I, mean, I like you to go with schools like I like you to see Circle Louisiana, be hot with them, ride with them. Happen. I'd like you to get Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make some noise. That's a negative. Yeah, I'd like you to ride with uh, Kennesaw State. How about new? I think I think Kennesaw State, and then I really want you to go with Creighton. I think Creighton a couple of those it. teams are going to win their first round game. By the way, I'll take Louisiana over Tennessee right now. Tennessee sucks. There you go. Take it. Uh oh. But the fun. Listen, there you go, e. the fun and the high. All the way. To the final four. Here's what happens: mm-hmm. the fun and the and the and the madness and the bragging rights happen in those first couple of games. Oh, I had the twelve over the five. But at the end of the day, you you win or lose based on how many of those eight do you have, right? Because by then, the Cinderella stories have faded out. There are no more, you know. Hamptons left in the bracket. There that are no happens. more 12 seeds left, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can mm-hmm. make it to the 16, and then you just give a huge advantage. And so much of your bracket working out, it's not just who you play, but it's like your side of the bracket, if there's upsets, you get a lot easier path. You know, it's always fun. And and and, and Jay Billis had an interesting point, besides telling me how long and athletic certain people are last night. He said, look, you have to have, if you can have singular focus as a team and realize that you're not playing 68 teams, man. You just got to beat the team in front of you. And, and, and if you beat the team in front of you, then you beat the next team in front of you. And if you do that six times, you win the natty. And it's that simple. And it doesn't matter if this team's doing what or what this team's doing. I got to beat this team. And you get it, you know, along the lines, the teams that win often will get, often will get a break. Not always the best team wins, right? Uh, the team that gets there might get a break. This team got knocked out by this team, and then we got to play that team, and that team in the end really wasn't good. They just played the game of their lives. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens, but it should be should be a lot of fun. And it starts uh, – well, it starts Tuesday, but it really starts Thursday. We don't pay attention to – To the point that I even those – Like games. 11 well, – I like the Tennessee pit. went all the way to the 8 one year out of the play-in. So one of these, like Mississippi State, Pitt, somebody like that might win a couple of games. And no one will have them because in a rush to fill out our bracket, we always take whoever they're going to be playing in round one. Pretty much. Right? Because when you turn it in, you don't even know if that team's going to win yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like, do they play Wednesday saying. night. I, what, are we going to put, like, Pitt in, and then they lose Mississippi State, and you got a double loss? Mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, lots of things going on in the world of sports. We've been talking about it all morning long. It's been a fun Monday. 
right here on The Drill. All right, welcome back. 9.33. Rocking and rolling on a Monday. Rainy Monday out there, by the way. Just walked outside and it's, uh, it's raining. It's raining is what we got going on outside. So That looks nasty out there, friend. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be uh and I sat here and I thought about the players, man. I mean, again, if like, you know, it's just, we got, you know, March is tough, man. It's just so much more risky with the weather than May. So. I didn't want to push back against Jared, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I, can I just like reconfirm to everyone when the time changes, you don't, you don't earn any extra daylight. It's just, you're just swapping around. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, but the difference is when you get to the weekend, the full field is gone and you can start and you know that. Light will extend till 7.30, but on a matter of going from Thursday to Friday to Saturday, mm-hmm. you are you still got the same amount of daytime, only it's going to go, instead of going 6.40 to 6.40, it's going to go 7.40 to 7.40. I, you're not, not following me at all, which doesn't, not, it's not, not, not hugely shocking. No, it's not. Um, Makes no sense to me. You don't, yeah, I, I believe that. It makes total sense, uh, which is why it makes so little sense. Hmm. I have a, um, okay. I have a comp- I think we've I think there's a comparison when it comes to a certain uh you know certain quarterback uh, that's going in the draft this year and maybe kind of how we view him and is he a good enough passer and you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should he where should he be considered I'm talking about Anthony Richardson who do we always compare him to uh Cam Newton that's one. Josh Allen is another. Mm-hmm. And, and so the guys that just scream, because, and again, I, you, you've, the Richardson story is interesting because different people don't like him for different reasons. You've got some Gator hate there, you you know, non-Gator fans, whatever. I get it. It's all the different things. Mm-hmm. But there's one player that he is very, very much more similar to than we've ever acknowledged, and this guy went number one overall, and it didn't work out terrible. Player A, Dan, in college – Made 22 starts. He went 192 of 343. That's 56% for 21 touchdowns and 11 picks. You follow me? Yes. College football. 22 starts. 22 starts. 56% completion. 192 for 343 Mm -hmm. with 21 touchdowns and 11 picks. Okay. Player B made, you'll know who it is, is Anthony Richardson. He made 13 starts. Yeah. He went 215 for 393, 55% for 24 touchdowns and 15 picks. Do those guys sound similar as passers? Because understand, this first guy, I'm not saying these are carbon copy guys. I'm talking about the notion of a guy isn't a good enough passer Mm -hmm. to be the number one pick. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Is that not the argument against Anthony Richardson? I don't know if it's just passing. I just think it's, uh, I think it's like for people who watched Every snap of his, I think there you would question taking okay. him first overall. But, but primarily because of his passing ability. He's 54%. Yeah, 55%. Sometimes That's what he, we... Oh, sometimes he'd sling a ball, you know, a short pass. All right, well, player one was... Or, yeah. Player one, 22 starts. I think there are other things, too, like why won't he run and was he injured? There's all those... It's all right. a mystery. But anyway, continue. 22 start. Mm-hmm. Again, why won't he run... I'll respectfully disagree, has nothing to do with the naysayers about his NFL future. The naysayers about Anthony Richardson's NFL future is he's not a good enough thrower of the football. He can't 
He's not. I don't a, think he can put it all. I mean, there's there's other things. There's decision making. Okay, a well, huge part of it. All to do with well, passing. That's why the, he won't run? Why the, didn't he run there? It's okay. wide open. Take off and run. But I why are you forcing the you ball think, here? Do you think that any NFL team is going to base their decision at all on his running ability? Is my they, question. Um. No. Yeah. No, it's the no. passing ability. Yeah. That's all I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, the player one's Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Went number one overall. He had 22 starts. He was a 56% completion. He was 21 touchdowns, 11 picks. Okay, the now, difference under- is also wins and losses. I get it. Michael Vick took a Virginia Tech football team to the national he championship. He did. You know, because he, uh, I think because you're just trying to put it all into some little passing thing. That's what I- it is, Dan. <sighs> It is. You got to win. You got to beat Vanderbilt. Okay, you gotta, if, it's not I mean, pa- if it's not passing and you mm-hmm. got to, then why is Lamar Jackson having no interest? Well, because Lamar Jackson, they feel, I think they feel like, is not worth the amount of money that he wants. Because, well, not, yeah. Because you have to, there's a lot of things involved. To, I think to win with Lamar, you've you got to let Lamar be Lamar, which is you got to have a certain type of offense. Yeah. I, the reason I'm using Mike Vick compared to Anthony Richardson will be well the disagreement that we have are at at its core a little bit mm-hmm. is that what to me what holds down Anthony Richardson as a prospect what everyone can back is the, watching him as a passer at Florida throwing interceptions in the flat going nine yeah. for twenty seven against FSU that yeah. is, that to me is the biggest concern about him can he be an accurate passer mm-hmm. at the National Football League level after fifty four percent and. I agree that the the conversations end at the stats. I get it. But as a NFL quarterback prospect, the fact that, that Mike Vick ran Virginia Tech to the title game doesn't matter. Right. When it comes to right, if you think he can lead your, your NFL team, you have to become a better passer. Now, Vick did. He had success in Atlanta, but he's still forever. It's the running ability that we remember Mike Vick for. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would agree with yeah, that. they'll never draft you in the NFL because you can run. Such a different game then, too. He didn't, I mean, Mike Vick threw it 160 times his, in one year. Yeah, he had 343 total. and It's like nothing. 343 total. But that's one reason, because he ran the ball. They ran him, right? Did he play just one year? No, or he what? played two. He played two? What years? 20 and? Uh, 99 and 2000. Oh, 99, okay. Right, they played FSU 99 was their. Yeah. Nokia yeah. Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and again, I, I, if and he, you if, and he almost led them to a win over mighty FSU. It led them at half. Yeah, famous phone call at halftime of that one. Yeah, did did did? <laughs> would you? Is Mike Vick worth the number one pick? You wouldn't redraft Mike Vick number one overall. You wouldn't. No, who would? Why would you? He Depends didn't win. Depends. He didn't throw it good enough. He got it, to the NFL, and it was just like you said. It's a dynamic runner, Hall of Fame runner, the best running quarterback, maybe even as good or better than Lamar. But he did not throw the ball good enough. Just well, you watched it, him more than me. So yeah. You would, I would. yeah. I mean, look, he hit throws every now and then. I'm not yeah. saying he never did. Yeah. But the guys winning Super Bowls. I missed. He missed two very important sure. seasons. Of it. I mean, 27 and 28 age. Sure. What about the dogs? What about the dogs? At the end of the, you know, in fairness, there's not many quarterbacks who did not win a Super Bowl that you'd say, yes, I'd take him number one. Yeah. In fairness. Yeah. Right. Mike Vick didn't win a Super Bowl. Hey. Pretty sure he handed the Green Bay Packers their first home loss in playoff history. Yes, he did. So he had his moments with Atlanta. He certainly did. He had them relevant in a playoff team. He got injured, banged up, lost it to, you know, lost the, the dog fighting, you know, incidents, obviously. He had a year in Philly. That's at the end, right? Uh, yeah, that was 30. The end. He was 30. Well, I mean, early on at Philly. 
His second year back, he threw for 3,000 yards, 62.6 completion, 21 touchdowns, just six picks, and a rating of 100. I mean, that was his best throwing year by far. But he never threw a ton. I mean, 21 was a career high in touchdown passes. Yeah, so he never – that's why he failed. Yeah. Yeah, that's why – and went through a lot – listen – he was the number one pick by Atlanta, and he was not a full-time starter really anywhere else, was he? I mean, he, he was forced into play, if I recall. Well, was it Nick Foles, by the way? No, I think it was Nick Foles. I don't think so. I think it was weird. Mike Vick had a, a Monday night game. Was it for Philly against Washington, if I remember correctly? Where he opened up and he threw the ball oh. to Deshaun Jackson. It was oh. a dime, man. Oh, like it was. 80 yards through the 50, air. 56% as a as a passer all time and an 80 quarterback rating. You would never draft him in. No way. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Looking back, you're right. Right. And he complete. well, the bottom line is Mike Vick came to the NFL. He never improved from an accuracy standpoint from what he was in college. 56% pass. And he rate. had a big arm. Oh, he did. He could sling. Yeah, kind of had that loopy motion, though. Yeah, didn't he did. Remember, you'd see that thing kind of. Yeah, he did. All right, let's make the turn for home when we come back right here on the Monday edition of The Drill. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. I just tickled myself, Tony. Mike, Jaguars today, (laughs) looking at the... I got this Jaguar tweet that somebody retweeted. 2015, March 11th. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Jacksonville, Julius Thomas. Yep. Jeremy Parnell, Jared Odrick, Dan Scuda, Devon House, and Sergio Brown. Woo. Our free agent class yeah. of 2015. <laughs> and like Mike said, we were all excited. Yeah. We were all excited. No doubt we were all excited. Yeah. Julius Thomas, finally the tight end yeah. we need. Oh, man. Golly. What's going on? You got a big day today, man. You got lots of stuff happening, huh? Yeah. Well, um, we've made Mondays a mock draft Monday, so we'll take a look at whatever new mock drafts are out. Uh, during the show this morning, our question of the day asking with the tampering period opening up today at noon, right after we get done with the show, uh, the question today is going to be, other than trying to retain their own players, which free agent should get the first call from the Jacksonville Jaguars when that window opens up at noon? It's a good question. It's a good question. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And Seems like we're playing defense in free agency. What direction they're going. Right. Do you expect well, yeah, us to like... hear of the Jaguars signing someone different today? Uh, potentially, yes or no? I'd, like my, if I had to vote yes or no, I'd say no. You'd say no? Mike, yeah. would you say yes or no today? No, I don't expect oh. it. Don't expect yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. It'll be interesting to see. Well, have a great show. Thank you. Ross, I can't believe we went this whole show and you did not mention a happy birthday wish to your friend Dale Murphy. Is it today? I mean, I, well, I, do you do you know oh, Tom Seaver's birthday? Absolutely, August twentieth. You're a nerd. That'll do it for today's show. It's been the Monday Morning Quarterback Divorce. How many people call me nerd. They call me a lot of things. Yeah, nerd well, isn't go. one of them. First time for everything. Nerd. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds. We answer. Nerds. We answer insults with insults around Tom, here. E. That's Tom how we roll. Ah, you <laughs> son of a bee. <laughs> a lying nerd. That's my boy, Dance. <laughs>